This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday, November 12th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, Philadelphia police are investigating a shooting that left a pregnant woman seriously injured on Wednesday night. It happened on the 1800 block of East Atlantic Street around 730. Police say a gunman shot a 39-year-old woman uh, who was nine months pregnant one time in the abdomen. The victim was rushed to an area hospital where she was listed in critical condition. Uh, The baby was delivered after an emergency C-section. Family members told police that the victim and her husband were standing in the open doorway to their home when they heard gunfire. Family members believe the woman is a victim of a stray gunfire. Overnight, it was reported that both the mother and the baby are in stable condition. No arrests have been made, uh, but they're asking anyone with information to please contact police uh, by calling 215-686-TIPS. Experts with the Policy Lab at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia are recommending all students in areas with rapidly accelerating COVID transmission rates revert to online learning as soon as next week, and that includes the Philadelphia region. The recommendation was delivered as part of a wide-ranging report about precautions for the holiday season. The online learning should start on November 16th and should continue until about 7 to 10 days after Thanksgiving, the Policy Lab said. However, communities should be prepared for the possibility of virtual learning into the new year. The move should be prioritized for students in middle and high schools. While we have seen increased infection rates among child uh, childcare and elementary aged youth, the relative uh, their relative contribution to community burden of infections remains small, the Policy Lab said. The Philadelphia School District said Tuesday it is delaying plans to return some students to a hybrid learning model uh, in the middle of the rise of the COVID-19 cases across the city, state, and country. The Montgomery County Office of Public Health has a vote scheduled for Thursday that could have an impact on in-person schooling across the county. At the meeting, they will consider ordering schools to go 100% virtual instruction for a two-week period beginning on November 23rd. The order, if approved, would affect both both public and private schools. Bucks County officials pointed out that while students and teachers have been infected outside of schools, that they've had no documented spread of uh, in their schools. And Chester County Health Department, which also covers Delaware County, says that they have no plans to shift to an all-virtual class despite the rapid increase of cases specifically in their county. As COVID-19 cases continue to surge, consumers are stocking up. But experts say there is no need to stockpile supplies. Sales of toilet paper in the United States went up 51% at the end of February and then soared to 845% in March, leading to uh, empty store shelves and a massive shortage. And now they're seeing signs uh, that the pan- that people are panic buying once again. At the height of the pandemic and throughout the summer, rubbing alcohol, Lysol, and cleaning wipes were tough to track down too. And now as COVID cases spike, consumers and retailers are getting ready. Some grocery chains are reinstating limits on certain products. Dr. Pedro Reyes, who teaches a class on global supply chain management at Baylor University, said there's no need to panic, overbuy, and overstock. He said when when consumers hoard, it does stress the system. Products like toilet paper have a historically tight supply chain, and even with major companies running plants 24 hours a day, keeping up with an astro- astronomical increase in sales is impossible. I'm so sick of this. I'm going to just start using old socks. You yeah, know? Sure, why not? What else are you doing with them? Yeah, yeah they got holes in them anyway. Yeah. Good help for your fingers. Mm-hmm. I know. I still walk into the stores, and I'm just like, 
why? Yeah, there's Stop no, it. there is literally no correlation. Be- <laughs> toilet paper was a random thing to begin with. It had no basis in anything. Mm-hmm. You might as it might as well have been tapioca pudding. Well, and they're saying like a lot of the stores will get multiple <laughs> shipments a day. So like you, if you uh, see it on the shelf, you don't have to stockpile it because they're gonna they're gonna restock the shelves uh, later in the day anyway. Like take yeah. one and move on. Go home, wipe like crazy. Yeah. I hit the jackpot uh, a couple of weekends ago, though. Are you Target. hoarding? No, oh. but they had toilet paper. They had paper towels. They had Lysol. They had uh, Windex. They had, like, everything that I have not been able to find they had. And I was like, and they had, like, the big portion. So, you know, it was, like, 12 <sighs> rolls of, of paper towels that I could buy as opposed to, like, the one with four in it. Wouldn't With with that still going on, wouldn't logic dictate that there are some people that have a house full of toilet oh, paper? Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? There yeah. are. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <clears throat> And some of them are selling it. They're selling, like, the Lysol wipes. And I'm thinking, why are you selling your Lysol wipes? Like, we're going to need these. But probably because they've got a basement filled with them. tons of them. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Reyes said he also doesn't anticipate the kinds of shortages we saw in the spring due to the um, new companies popping up to meet the demand at the start of the pandemic. Over the summer, Clorox said it was making 50% more disinfectant wipes than usual, but the company is still predicting shortages will continue through the end of the year. The company says uh, it is still not at this point where it can fully meet elevated demand. In sports this morning... According to Commissioner Gary Bettman, the NHL is considering a temporary realignment of its teams for the 2021 season due to COVID-19 travel restrictions. Bettman said that restrictions on travel across the Canadian border, as well as limitation in terms of quarantining when you go from certain states to other states within the United States, could mean the NHL creates a more regionalized alignment for its upcoming season. The target date for starting next season is still the 1st of January. The Delaware Bluecoats, the NBA G League affiliate of the Sixers, officially announced that Jameer Nelson joined the team's basketball operations staff as assistant general manager. Nelson, who graduate, graduated from St. Joe's, brings a lifetime of basketball experience and knowledge into his new role. The 14-year NBA veteran and former All-Star will be involved in the team's scouting efforts and will help to oversee all aspects of basketball operations for the 76ers G League affiliate. And John Rahm arguably, arguably pulled off one of the greatest golf shots of all time, and social media went crazy over the viral video. Over the years, it has been a tradition to skip your shot off of the water on number 16 at Augusta during practice rounds. Many shots simply sank into the pond, but Rom turned the, the pond to his advantage and pulled off a magical stroke, which left everyone stunned. He skipped the shot off the water for a hole on one. And yesterday was his birthday, so he did it on his 26th birthday. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. The nice. The Masters tournament itself begins later today, and Tiger Woods will be there to defend his title. Woods won his fifth green jacket and 15th major championship 19 months ago at the 2019 event. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We welcome you to the Thursday edition of the Preston and Steve Show. We are inching in on our Camp Out for Hunger. It's on Monday. So we, we have uh, today's show, tomorrow's show, and then after that, it's a week of Camp Out live broadcast activity from Xfinity Live, um, different this year, no big tent with uh, tons of people inside and lots of uh, guests that you can come by and meet and shake hands and so on and, you know, uh, the, the house bands and all that. Nope, it's going to be quite different, but we are 
symbolically going to be in place. It's a good word. And broadcast. It's a good word, Preston. So oh, thank yeah. you, thank you, Jackie. Uh, we decided that we would we would continue doing what we do, even though your participation may be different this year. And you will be able to drive by and drop off your canned good donations, your non-perishable food items. We will have. Uh, all everyone's safety in mind with our volunteers, and you'll, you can stay in your vehicle, and everything will get taken care of. Oh, or of course, you can get started with camp the uh, Head Start with um, uh, Acme, and you can donate through that way, and that's going to translate into food donations as well. So, however you can help out, we want you to help out if you can. In fact, uh, this weekend is the um, uh, the Philatrunk yeah. uh, car event, which is on Sunday. I was thinking about that yesterday, so I've been going through. I don't know if you've been having the same sort of thing. It's sort of a roller coaster. There's, oh, my God, what's it going to be like? And then you see little signs like, we can do this. Yeah. We can do yeah, this. Yeah. You That's know? exactly how I feel, Steve. And it's been a lot of work, and some things um, are lining up in a really cool way. And I'm, I'm excited for the week. Yeah. yeah. And uh, strangely enough, it's going to be a star-studded event. Uh, we're going to, instead of be having uh, live interviews, we'll have a handful at the location because we have... Uh, uh, restrictions set in place to make sure that everybody is safe. But for the most part, we're going to be checking in with a lot of celebrities during the course of the week. We're yeah. going to encourage you uh, and anyone in the Delaware Valley that can, and actually nationwide, donate. Um, and we're going to be talking to people via Zoom and on the phones and stuff like that. But it's, good, it's going to be a good week of broadcasting. It's going to be fun. And we're hoping to make it as interactive as possible. Yes. Right? In fact, yeah. there, there may yeah. be a general level, uh, uh, an increase case compared to years past. If you could never make it down, right. you can interact in a way that you have not been able to before this. By the way, Press, did you eat your Wheaties this morning? Because you have been crushing it with words. Uh, so oh. far, you have said traversing, okay. Okay, which is crazy. These are these are texts from Jackie. Um, uh, Jackie Band oh, member listens, okay. and he right, sends Casey texts when he hears words that I that, <laughs> got it, got that I say okay. that he likes. I mean, you said not only traversing, but also weary travelers. You also said logic <laughs> dictate that. Uh, inching and symbolically, I don't know what has gotten into you this morning, Preston. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Jackie Bam Bam texts me every morning uh, the, the words, words and the says. phrases that Preston says. <laughs> and Steve, I think you got one as well, man. So I'm honored. Yeah, you should be. Well, the funny thing about it is that it's it, when I listen to Jackie, I'm impressed with the stuff he does. He does on his show, right? And, and uh, the 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 little isms that he has. Uh, I find very impressive, especially <laughs> on his uh, Friday night, the you call it thing, uh, and the way he speaks to his audience. So uh, the respect is mutual, sir. It's quite mutual. So thank you for Mutual. <laughs> oh, my God. You said mutual. Possible. Uh, so anyway, Camp Out for Hunger. We're getting set for it. All the details at PrestonAndSteve.com. But it starts on Monday. We have joining us on the program uh, today, uh, Marie Osmond. Mm-hmm. It's going to be on the show. She's in a Lifetime movie, which is coming out on Sunday, and it's called The Christmas Edition. So we'll be checking in with Marie. We also have the amazing Lauren Harris from our Totally Office calendar. And yes, at the Camp Out for Hunger, we will have a poster version of our Totally Office calendar, and it's a greatest hits, if you will. And it, and it is a great poster. Everyone... It, Bill Weston, Man About Town yesterday, was commenting on how great it came out. In fact, there's some of the greatest hits I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the greatest hits uh, calendar poster will be available for everyone who comes by the Camp Out for Hunger. So you will be able to have that. It's actually, it looks pretty damn awesome. Uh, and today is the Great American Smokeout. Whoa! No, it's not. It's no. next Thursday. Whoa! Thursday. But today, one week away from it, Whoa! we will have Dr. <laughs> Rosen, Dr. Rosenberg on, who we normally have our Great American Smokeout, the, uh, the hypnosis that takes place here. Obviously, we're not going to be able to do that this year, no gathering. So 
Uh, we'll talk to Dr. Rosenpenis later on this morning about what that means. And we've decided because everyone is so nervous this year, we can actually hypnotize you to smoke if you need okay. to. Yeah. <laughs> yep. If you've always wanted to take it up, we can help you out. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We have some entertainment stories, a couple of really juicy ones, uh, and the stupid questions. So stay put. We'll be right back. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Steven Singer Jewelers is not in the jewelry business. He's in the love business. Whether celebrating life or celebrating love, Steven Singer is there for you. IHateStevenSinger.com Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so stupid question this morning. going to give away a $50 dining credit and an overnight stay at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. And I'm going to ask a question that has to do with the symbol called the fleur de lis. The fleur de lis. Ah, the fleur yes. de lis. That's kind of the uh, the Elliott House symbol. Oh my is god! It? You know what is so funny? I was just going to say that because I didn't know that was the name of it years ago, like you know, 15 years ago or something. I didn't realize that was the name of it, and your wife told me. Oh no, kidding! <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have them all around our house. It's uh, uh, growing up in St. Louis was settled by French uh, French yes, settlers, and right. so fleur de lis are kind of synonymous with the city and so we always like the way it look i think it's a cool looking symbol so we kind of represent that around our house so the question that i have for you is what international youth movement begun in england in 1907 uses the fleur de lis as its symbol 215263 wmmr let's even know the answer okay what international youth movement begun in england in 1907 uses the fleur de lis as its symbol 215263 wmmr we got a lot of birthdays today on thursday november 12th i'll go through them while we're waiting for your answer I uh, had a crush on this girl when I was a kid, uh, Nadia Comaneci. Yes. Oh, yeah. The Romanian yeah. gymnast, uh, the first to attain a perfect 10 in competition. Amazing. 1976 did, Olympics. Did she ever reveal whether she was one of those, uh, was she one of those Boris um, uh, Caroli? Yeah. What's his name? What, what the hell is his I don't uh, think so because she was Romanian. She was not an American. Most of the the abuse that he oh Bella Caroli is Bella Caroli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but he, he's Romanian. I know, but I think that, that his coaching, most of his coaching, was done here. So um, mm. I don't think that there was a link, but I could be wrong. All right, okay. Uh, she is uh, fifty nine years old today. Anne Hathaway has her birthday as well. Uh, she is thirty eight. Was I just watching her in? Um, <laughs> That's her laughing, by the way. The Witches? Did you see that uh, one? I, no, I did not see it, but I know they remade it, and uh, she was the lead in that. But uh, anyhow. Interstellar? Double, uh, she in Interstellar? Prada. Yeah, she was in Interstellar. Hey, Miz? Um, I didn't see that. Okay. Uh, Princess Diaries. She's 38. Yeah. We'll continue. Enough of her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do have another Olympian to, <laughs> to mention. It's Tanya Harding's birthday today. Wow. Tanya Harding is turning 50 years old. And what was the name of the movie about her? Um, oh, I, God. I, Tonya. I, Tonya. Yes. Great movie. Yeah, Great movie. All those robots and Will Smith? <laughs> no, that's iRobot. Oh, oh. This is a different movie. <laughs> Very different. Uh, <laughs> no, you know what? Um, they, they, the, the whole cast was fantastic. Uh, and uh, the woman who played her mom. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Ended up winning. Yeah, yeah, she won yeah. Best Supporting Actress. By far... The best performance I saw that year. She was great. She was amazing. Great. Uh, so Tanya Harding turns fifty years old today, and let's stay with maybe an Olympian. Uh, no, he's not Olympian. Well, did but he he's say? Certainly involved in the Olympics. Yeah. Al Michaels. He's the guy who said, "Do you believe in miracles?" In the nineteen eighty Olympics. <laughs> Thank you, Casey. <laughs> Didn't he also say, "If you believe in peanut butter, 
Uh, maybe. <laughs> I might have missed that. He's 76 today, so happy birthday to the great Al Michaels. Uh, Megan Mullally. Oh, love I her. love her. Yeah, she is awesome. Parks and Rec, Will and Grace. I love the Slingers commercials. Yes. That Hilarious. she does. Yeah. She's sexy in them. It's for Sling TV, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so she's 62. Sammy Sosa, retired. <laughs> no, he's an athlete, but oh, yeah, not yeah. an Olympian. I'm sure he's seen the Olympics. He well, has. maybe. So I mean, hit it. You they, know, why not? Right. I don't yeah. know. He's from another country, and baseball used oh, to be in the Olympics. had to be in the Olympics. <laughs> Did baseball used to be in the Olympics? It yeah. used to be. A, uh, I don't want to say a long time ago, but uh, it. Um, we weren't anymore. able to have uh, like our professional athletes in it, but internationally, that wasn't maybe the case. Yeah, uh, along the lines of the way basketball and hockey used to be in the Olympics as yeah. well. Yeah. So Sammy Sosa hit sixty-six home runs in nineteen ninety-eight. Uh, he is fifty-two years old today. Is I'm he gonna, fully Caucasian? Is that uh, him I'm now? Say that. Is he the skin, the skin bleaching? He had started. His skin had faded big time. Yeah. Um, so I haven't seen him in a long I, time. I wonder, Preston, if he had vitiligo. Maybe. And just like Michael Jackson did. and Because did I have it. Uh, and, and did the skin bleaching. That's a possibility. I don't know if that's what might have happened. Booker T. Jones of Booker T. and the MG. <laughs> <laughs> and stop. Booker T and the MG. He meddled in Taekwondo. He did. Uh, no, he's a musician. All right. What are they? What are, what are they? Famous Green for? Onions is oh, the most well-known okay. uh, song. And, he wrote uh, that when he was seventeen. No kidding. Yeah, he was in high school in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, he and uh, uh, Colonel Cropper, Dave the Colonel Cropper, was a guitar player, and Donald Duck Dunn was a bass player yeah. for Booker T and the MGs, and they went on to be in the Blues Brothers band, Such a amongst good song. many other great things. But yeah, this is. When you this, hear this, you think immediately of American Graffiti? It's a cool little jam. I, I think of uh, the Blues Brothers yeah. because of uh, uh, those two guys that I mentioned, Cropper and, and uh, Dunn. I'd seen a uh, an interview with Cropper on YouTube about the genesis of this song and how it was pretty much an accident. They were just, they were just riffing? They were just jamming. Ah, it's and, so good. And uh, everybody loved it, and they were like, and a radio station got a hold of it, and boom, yeah. it just took off. So Booker T. Jones, 76 today. Wallace Shawn. Inconceivable. One of the that, worst interviews we ever had. That's him. He was a jerk on the phone. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not nice at all. He's 77. Uh, Ryan Gosling is 40 years old. If I were to swing the other way. you go for him? I think I'd give it up for, for Ryan Gosling. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have and I did. Well, and, and it's because of La La Land. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So good. Towards the end, when, when their, their lives are, are moving on. There's a scene of him. He's wearing like this tan colored suit. Yeah. Uh, and he just, I, I'm looking at him like, I wish I could pull off a look like that. I wish, there's no way I could wear a suit and look that dapper. Do you sometimes dream of you and he locked together, floating up in the planetarium? Yes. At the, uh, <laughs> yep. At the Griffith uh, Yes, planetarium. absolutely. Why not? No, uh, he's, by he's the awesome. way. He learned to play piano for that movie. Yep. Enough so that he could be convincing as a jazz pianist. Yep. It's impressive. It's a great movie. Uh, so he turned in the notebook. Come on. Oh, come on. I, ah! He's 40 years old today. With the crying and the thing, and she doesn't know. He doesn't know. They didn't know. Uh, musician Brian Highland, uh, who brought us the itsy bitsy, teeny weeny. Yellow polka dot bikini. Oh man! Which was the original Olympics theme? Seventy. It was. <laughs> Let me hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear it. And then, <laughs> let me try that again. Uh, yeah. It was a teeny weeny polka dot bikini. 
Bikini. Uh, that song is a novelty song in my mind, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. It was an itsy-bitsy-teeny-weeny about? He explained it later. The Cuban Missile Crisis. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. I didn't get the subtext. No, I did There's a lot of imagery, apparently, that we're not getting. All right, so there's been a weird discussion about yellow polka dot bikinis, which is, is the is the bikini oh, yeah, yeah, yellow, yeah, yeah, yeah. or are the polka dots yellow? Yes, I remember hearing that before, and I really typically don't when give you say. <laughs> Typically, when you say that, the polka dots are white. white. No, well, yeah. or, well uh, okay. The, the, <laughs> are, are the polka black. dots, the, polka, the dots well, are usually black, Well, I would say black, the right? dots are either black or white, and then the color would be the base of the... The base color is yellow. Yeah. Okay, that's kind right. of what I thought of, too. I, I, when In my mind, I see yellow with black dots. So, right. but, you know, you see it how you see it. That's how deep this song is. <laughs> and it, it's a social commentary. I told my therapist, well. I see black dots. The last birthday, and it's his 75th birthday, so it's a big one for Mr. Neil Young today. Happy birthday um, to me. I've been on a uh, CSNY kick lately. You know, like I, I try to pick some music when I'm doing some household chores and, and listen. I'll, I'll pick a band and kind of shuffle through their, and this their is music. The and CSNY is the one I've been listening to. And then every now and then when a, when a Neil song like Ohio comes on where it's he, him on lead you know his his voice blends so wonderfully with the the, the harmonies right and then when he goes on his own and <laughs> it's certainly identifiable and great and sounds wonderful it's just a different. it's a different and yeah. and he's made it work like yes. born to live on sugar man I yeah. mean it's normally we just say dude you need to be a singer right no but right. Neil young songs it's great. Yeah. I've seen uh, Neil a lot over the years, and uh, sometimes it's just one of the greatest shows you'll ever see. Sometimes it's a really weird and, and different show. I wouldn't say bad, just not what you expect. But I also saw him one year with uh, Booker T and the MGs as the um, backup band. Wow! And so he was not—he was not touring with Crazy Horse at the time. He was touring with with uh, Booker T. So uh, Colonel Cropper and Duck Down were all a part of it, and Booker T as well. And I, I love Neil because he's different every time. You know, you're not going to get the same Neil every time out. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's a little weird. When I saw them in... It's just gorgeous, yeah. man. Yeah, it's really it's awesome. awesome. When I saw them in Coachella, there were... Uh, he and his whole band were, I think, the highlight of the weekend because I wasn't expecting to love that as much. Because, listen... I love them! <laughs> It was the Rolling Stones. It was McCartney. It was you know Pink, Pink Floyd. Floyd. Yeah, and well, the Who were the Who there as well. The Who were there yeah. as well. Uh, Bob Dylan sucked, yeah. but uh, I expected that, right? Um, but Neil Young, I was I was blown away. Blown yeah. away. <laughs> Happy birthday to you, Mister Neil Young, seventy five years old today. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question: What is the international youth? Movement uh, begun in England in 1907. It uses the fleur de lis as its symbol. Two one five two six three WMMR is a number. So we're going to go to Dan for that. Hey Dan, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Good, Dan. All right. What uh, youth organization are we talking about? The Boy Scouts. Of course. <laughs> Hang on the line. We'll get your information. 
You know what? I'll take this moment to congratulate a young man. I went to an Eagle Scout ceremony over the weekend. Did right. you? Yes, young uh, Jake Callen, a good friend of my son, uh, turned uh, his head, accepted the honor of being an Eagle Scout. What happens school. during that ceremony? Is it presented with a sash or a badge? Or uh, there's there's a badge. There is a, well, there's a medal, and then the the parents get pins, and people come up and speak on their behalf, and they and they talk about. There's a final project that you have to do as as an Eagle Scout. And Jake had built a, a walkway between the senior center and a shopping center uh, in, in Harleysville. That's that, awesome. That wouldn't, they, they, it was really difficult for the seniors to get from there one place to the other. So he took it upon himself and got all the everything donated. And apparently this project had been stalled for years and years and years. And he stepped in wow. and made it happen. Something to be proud of. Very That's cool. great. He's a good kid. So uh, thumbs up to the uh, the Boy Scouts. All right, so uh, we're going to set up Dan with a $50 dining credit and an overnight stay at Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Atlantic City. Winner 17 Best of Gaming Awards in Casino Player Magazine, including Best Suites, Best Spa, and Favorite Casino Resort. Indoor and outdoor dining is now available, and you can get fall escape rates at the hotel starting at $79 Sunday through Thursday. Visit Hard Rock Hotel Casino uh, at or Hard Rock Hotel Atlantic City.com. All right. A lot of stuff, not a lot of time. Let's Let me go. get to it. Just days after Johnny Depp revealed that he was booted from the Fantastic Beasts franchise, stoic Danish dreamboat Mads Mikkelsen oh. is in early talks to replace him as Gellert Grindelwald. Oh, he's a dreamboat, Preston. He is a dreamboat. <laughs> we love him, man. He was such a great guy. He was great. Yep, we had him on the show, and, and he's been in, he's been in every freaking... And if he gets this... And he's been in every pop culture mainstay. He's been in Marvel. Marvel. He's Doctor in Who, Bond, Doctor Strange. You say, yeah, yeah, in Bond. Bond. Uh, now, now, if he get what else? Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Rogue One. Yeah. And now, if he gets Harry Potter, he's hit everything. And he deserves it, man. He's yeah. really good. Yeah. So he's awesome. Uh, so uh, the third film. Uh, which also stars Eddie Redmayne and uh, Jude Law, is currently shooting. The film was originally slated to premiere on November 12th, 2021, but it recently pushed to summer 22. Well, I'm not going to go see it. Depp announced that he was ousted from the franchise last week on Instagram. Huh. Uh, but he's getting paid his entire salary, no, by he's, the way. He's not hurting, yeah. But Mads has entrenched himself. Man, if only you would have had one of those... Lord of the Rings roles. He would have had everything coming. Don't, don't count them out. Yeah. They're still doing stuff. Uh, did you see that last movie that uh, he did where he was, uh, it was uh, it was him by himself and then he finds someone else. He's out in the Arctic wilderness. No, we spoke to him about it. You guys said it was great. It was great. Yeah. It was great. There's so many good scenes in that movie. Nice. All right. Britney Spears is actively fighting her father's role as the conservator of her estate and has apparently taken a professional break to protest his broad control over her career and finances. In Los Angeles County Superior Court on Tuesday, a judge upheld James Jamie Spears' role, but uh, didn't close the door on ousting him at a future date and, per the singer's request, appointed a financial fiduciary uh, as a co-conservator. So during the hearing, attorneys for Spears and her mother, Lynn, reportedly urged the 38-year-old singer's father to step down from the conservatorship, which has dictated the pop star's life and career for more than a decade now. Uh, she is said to be afraid of her father and will reportedly not perform until her he no longer has control over her career, a role that he's taken on since her public unraveling in 2008. So he, you remember this whole thing? She shaved her head. She was, yeah. you know, she was freaking out. And uh, the the dad took over. And then there's there've been these near um, reversals that never go anywhere. What do you mean near reversals? Where, where they, she's fought this a few times, and the family has fought this arrangement a oh. few times. Well, but, well, she doesn't. Say, I mean. 
according to social media, I'll just go by that. She doesn't look to be well. So I listen those I dance those dance videos. I find them bizarrely compelling. The, the, I, I can't not watch. Justin, also the angle that she's always shot at. She, it's like a little girl. Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. She's, yeah, yeah. I just want to let everybody know I'm doing very well. Well, yeah. well the camera angle is high. It, yeah. it comes down, so she's looking up, and, and yeah, it looks like I'm she's... a little girl. Yeah, yeah. But she looks like she's been out for seven days and not sleeping. No, yeah. she always looks like that. And she she just released a single pressed, and that is available only, I believe, through Urban Outfitters. Okay, we're going to play a clip of that in a second, yeah. uh, if we have that sent Look, over. Here's one of the dance videos. Yeah, I'm watching it. In in January 2019, she abruptly canceled her Britney domination residency in Las Vegas before it began, and then checked into a mental health facility, and she's not performed live since 2018. Uh, legal experts have told the Times that it is unusual for someone as young and provoc and productive. I'm sorry, <laughs> as Spears to be in a probate conservatorship, typically right. used to protect the old, infirm, or mentally disabled. Uh, her arrangement was expected to be temporary, as such conservatorships are usually intended for people who are not likely to get better and often remain in effect until the person dies. So, and you remember she recently set her gym on fire by uh, working out with candles around her and knocked a few over, right? So uh, there's some issues. Well, yeah, I'm just, I'm curious. I'd like to hear her speak. Yeah. Hear what she has to say. Yeah, if you follow on Instagram, she'll, she has messages all the time. Yeah, uh, she said something about seahorses. I can't, yeah. yeah. She said seahorses forever. Uh, Brittany's two-part. seahorse captain. <laughs> conservatorship was uh, meant to safeguard her person and her estate in 2008 and has done so as the star mounted a personal and professional comeback in the year since. But the probate case, uh, there, it's unusually long duration, has garnered interest and growing increase in Increasingly heated in the last year as the rampant fan-fueled Free Bit Britney movement has gained Free traction. Uh, which, by the way, she has about $60 million in assets. Uh, so let's play a little bit. Is this uh, her song, her new song? I don't know. It just says Brit. So you can go to Urban Outfitters and pick that up if you want. All right. Leave Britney alone. <laughs> <laughs> Britney alone. What if that guy's Forgot still about on, that. on yeah. board for that? All you people want is more, 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 more. All right. I have a few other things to get to. A report of a possible fire at actor Denzel Washington's Los Angeles home. No. Turned out to be a result of smoke coming from a furnace that had recently been serviced. Was he down in the basement going, racking, fracking, rack, fracking? No, not like uh, Christmas, Christmas story. story. Uh, the L.A. Fire Department was called to the home on Beverly Park Circle in the Beverly Crest neighborhood on a report of smoke coming from the second floor. Uh, firefighters arrived thoroughly, uh, searched through the house, and climbed up to the roof, but were unable to find any active flames. They searched the walls. Uh, with thermal imaging cameras just to look for possible concealed flame as well. I bet you he'd be one of the most chill house evacuations ever. And uh, right. they, didn't, they didn't find anything. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting. I'm, I'm curious how he even knew that there was smoke coming out. The house is 28,887 square feet. That's astonishing. It's it lo- it four, looks like four stories. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it looks like an apartment complex. It's absolutely what I was thinking, Preston. Yeah. How would you know? They, an entire chunk of the house could burn, and you'd still have about nine of my houses. Wow. Yeah. That is a massive Spectacular. Abode. Where do you think uh, Yuki stays when he, uh, he, <laughs> when he visits? Yeah. <laughs> He's got to have a whole wing, I right? I got to figure. That's the Yuki wing. Mm-hmm. Here's your go-kart. 
Uh, the home is listed. You, you need a go-kart to get there? <laughs> the home is listed as owned by Washington's production company. Uh, the neighborhood is just north of Beverly Hills, and that city's fire department provided an engine to assist in the response. Yeah, I watched Silver Spoons growing up, and then there was, the, mo- there was the movie The Toy, and I saw those, and, and you were mentioning go-karts, like... That was just the ultimate dream was to have a go kart or or at least a property or a train or a train a toy oh train stuff God. that you could sit on and ride around. Yep, uh, Prince Charles he probably has go karts and Absolutely. toy trains. Uh, is preparing to become king. Sources tell Us Weekly that Charles I'm is... finally going to kill her. <laughs> I'm sick of this crap. <laughs> He's had it. Dribbling old idiot with a corgi. Pet my corgi. Pet him yourself, you bitch. Uh, the... <laughs> What's for Christ's sake? What are you, a robot? Charles, Die already. Charles is setting the stage in anticipation. It's like the joke. Why won't you just die? Of his mother, <laughs> Queen Elizabeth II, stepping down. Uh, a source tells us Charles will serve as king with Duchess Camilla by his side. This is something he's dreamed about his entire life. He sees it as his birthright, and Her Majesty would find it find it extremely difficult to deprive him of that. Mummy, let's go hang gliding. The Prince of Wales <laughs> turned 72 on Saturday, uh, by the way. So uh, by the time uh, observers say it may be, the time may be drawing near. Uh, so, Princess Diana's former butler, Paul Burrell, tells us uh, Charles has made it quite clear that he intends to slim down the monarchy and reduce the number of full-time working members of the family Interesting to those in the immediate line of succession. Uh, so, he will be, uh, you know, listen, the, the unless she pulls off a miraculous thing, he will eventually be king at some point. Yes. You know. The chances are he will outlive her. Right. So, uh, but he's... Do you think she's plotting to have him killed? But they're saying that she (laughs) she may step down. Okay. Uh, So that's what uh, the anticipation is as of now. Uh, Let's stay in England for a moment. During a virtual appearance on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, 60-year-old Hugh Grant revealed that he recovered from COVID-19 earlier this year. And he explains his uh, symptoms. He said it started as just a very strange syndrome where I kept breaking into a terrible sweat. It was like a poncho of sweat, embarrassingly, really. Uh, He said, then my eyeballs felt like three sizes too big. This feeling as though some enormous man was sitting on my chest, sort of Harvey Weinstein or someone, he said. And then I felt as if I had three testicles. Uh, (laughs) And you get more and more desperate. I started uh, sniffing in garbage cans, you know. Uh, You want to sniff strangers' armpits because you just can't smell anything. And then I had the overriding urge to receive a hummer in the front of my car from a prostitute. (laughs) He said, (laughs) said I eventually... Went home and sprayed my wife's Chanel Number no. Five directly into my face and couldn't smell a thing. Hmm. But I did go blind from that. So, uh, but he says it was it was pretty nasty, pretty nasty. Um, let's see, Dwayne Johnson, uh, the Scorpion King, is being rebooted by Jonathan Herman, writer of seven writer for Seven Bucks Productions. So uh, they're making another Scorpion King movie? I guess so. Johnson will not reprise his role, but may appear in the film. Lou um, Ferrigno was the Scorpion King once, right? And the, they made a sequel with Lou. Uh, check, if you could check that out, Nick. So that's a, an acting dynasty right there. The Rock said, The Scorpion King was my very first role ever on the silver screen, and I'm honored and excited to reimagine and deliver this cool mythology to a whole new generation. Uh, I wouldn't have had the career I'm lucky enough to have had it not been for the Scorpion King, and I'm thrilled that we at Seven Bucks Productions can help create the same opportunities for other hardworking actors today. I believe Jonathan Herman will put in the hard work 
to deliver a fantastic script for our global audience. Okay, Lou, Lou Ferrino is in talks to join the Scorpion King 4. Is this correct, No, Nick? no, no, no. We already had Scorpion King 4, Steve. Can't believe you don't have the DVDs. Oh. Scorpion King 4. <laughs> I'm still Quest, on 3. I know. Quest for Power, which came out in 2015. He played Skizora. Skizora, of course. Skizora. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, uh, he, he ran a mall shop. Yeah. <laughs> and Lou Yo, Skizora. <laughs> Put some whipped cream on Put some whipped cream on that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, the, the first movie was okay uh, with... Uh, uh, with uh, The Rock. Uh, they had, you know, substandard CGI at that time. I don't know if you remember it, but he was sort of a good guy, bad guy. Uh, but do we really need it? Nope. I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, well, it was very successful, so that's what they're... they're I'd like bang- to see Lou Ferrigno, uh, Lou Ferrigno in the Queen's Gambit. Uh, that's what they're banking on. Yeah, I would like to see that. All right, and then one last story, and this is priceless. All right. <laughs> uh, Steve, you sent this to me, and I watched the video. Uh, Bold and the Beautiful. Soap opera. Did anyone watch The Bold and the Beautiful? I didn't. Okay. So Thomas is still hung up on his wife, Hope. She's happily married to Liam, but that doesn't lessen Thomas's devotion. But his devotion is quickly turning it into an... It's turning into obsession. And CBS is taking this obsession to a whole new level. Now, let me remind you, due to COVID guidelines, the soap opera and others had implemented a policy... Of scenes where that were intimate intimacy was involved in. Remember, they were using uh, mannequins. Yeah. Uh, for oh yeah. Kissing scenes and so yeah. on. They have now written the mannequin into yes. the storyline. Oh, yes. Yeah. As a fashion designer, Thomas has access to mannequins in the showroom. <laughs> so he took one home and he dressed it up as hope. Wait, is he? Oh my god! But so- now the mannequin has taken on a life of its own in Thomas's mind. Literally, in a recent episode, Great. Love it. the Hope mannequin encourages Thomas to kill Liam, and after bursting into Thomas's apartment, Liam saw the creepy doll, which looks just like her. By the way, they did go. They to did great pretty good. Yeah. to make it look like her. He promptly let the real Hope know about it, and when she went to her ex-husband's place to check out her likeness. The mannequin began urging in Thomas's mind to have sex with the real Hope. Ooh, Take it's her. Hilarious. Oh my god. I might start it's everything it. you want in a horrible <laughs> oh, and I no. assume what they're going to get to Preston is a point at which he's actually making out with the mannequin. Yes, because it's funny because the, in in the the scene she comes there talking and yeah. uh, he's standing there and goes, "So I guess you heard about the mannequin." <laughs> So about the mannequin, <laughs> I just know what you're thinking. They have this serious conversation, and she was like, "I would like to see it, please." Yeah. And then he he drags it out, and then they have this long, no dialogue yeah. scene where she's walking around, she's circling around yeah. it, and taking a good look at it. And they make sure they show the two faces on the screen at the same time. You're out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> it is. Awesome. Amazing! <laughs> it is hilarious. Sound insane. It reminds me, Kathy, and I don't remember the name. There was one soap that went way Passions. over the top. Was that it? Passions had a, a witch yeah. who had the chimp? And, and a little person. Who had the chimp? Uh, I don't remember who had the chimp. I think that was General Chimpspittle. No, <laughs> that was like a, a California-based one. You remember that? And that, yes. I think they had the chimp. Okay, it wasn't. But I know uh, you're talking. Passions, right. So, that so, one was yeah. ridiculous with the witch. and um, yeah. yeah, who would speak to spirits. And, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, yeah. and all these, and, and they would they would use effects to do these otherworldly things. And it was just, just absolute ridiculousness. And I loved it. I mean, I didn't watch it regularly, but it was Knowing so it was there to catch it from time to Absolutely. time. Absolutely. So, I, you know what? I, I, I busted out laughing when I saw the mannequin thing. Wait, it, so it was Passions that yeah. had the... Had the, it had the was chimp? A, the chimp yeah. as well? It was an orangutan. 
Uh, passion. Yeah, yeah. In fact, it says your passion. I want my orangutan back. There's a picture of it dressed in a nurse's outfit. She was a nurse on the show. Nurse orangutan. Was was it uh, was it like a person inhabiting the uh, the orangutan? I don't know. I just colonoscopy, Clyde. I yeah. just remember what Steve was talking about—the witch and then the, <laughs> the orangutan. Wow. Okay. So, blow up dolls okay. and mannequins are the butt of jokes in many comedy movies. So, the actor who plays Thomas Matthew Atkinson did his research by watching one such movie. Uh, he cited Lars and the Real Girl as yeah. his inspiration. That's with Ryan Gosling. That is correct. Uh, it was his birthday today, too. Hey, right? and you're in love with him. Uh, that? I love that guy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he took that as the inspiration. But it is, <laughs> it, you, you've got you to gotta watch this scene, Kath. <laughs> it's, it's priceless. It's wonderful. I'm so happy that happened. All right. Wait, wait, wait. This is, there's a, obviously a dream sequence where the... The uh, and orangutan is the proper way to pronounce it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I've always said orangutan. But yeah, but I know it's spelled the that way. Orangutan. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, there uh, he's getting married yeah. to, the, <laughs> to the to the, the the chimp. Okay. Like nothing is off limits uh-uh. on some no. yeah. on that. Yep. All right, we're ready for clips. Let's get to it. Romantic vibes are in the air as two strangers uh, trade dares back and forth in a notebook. All around New York City in the new Netflix romantic comedy series called Dash and Lily. In this, in this clip, star uh, Midori Francis discusses what it was like forming chemistry with her co-star despite sharing limited scenes. Here we go. I feel very lucky that it was Austin because I feel like pretty much immediately there was a connection and it wasn't forced. So the getting to know you process wasn't filled with like egos. We mostly bonded not on set, but at sushi restaurants, at dive bars. We talked a lot about the script and things like that and worked together on it despite our journeys being so separate. Dash and Lily is available to watch on Netflix now. Here's the next clip. Surrounded by an edible set, contestants are tasked with creating eye-popping and heavenly confectionery showpieces using unique ingredients along the way in the new series uh, Candyland. And in this clip, host Kristen Chenoweth discusses her experience hosting the show. It was an interesting call to get because I'm not comfortable in a kitchen. The reality-based competition show is amazing. Watching other artists build things out of confection and sugar, I was amazed at what we did, what they did, what I got to see. Thank you. Candyland premieres at 9 on Sunday on Food Network. She's a veteran of a number of my favorite Hallmark Christmas movies. Crystal yeah. Chandler. Okay, <laughs> okay, nice. Well, we're not going to have a Hallmark Christmas movie guest today. We are going to having be having a Lifetime movie Christmas uh, uh, star on. They're not bad. They're good, too. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, and it's Marie Osmond. Come on. She's Nutrisystem. Awesome. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to have to mention to her, I used to, for, for a number of years, I was the voiceover for the Nutrisystem ah. commercials. Ah. I used to do it at uh, Center City Film and Video oh, for yeah. Rockfield Productions. And Marie Osmond was a spokesperson. Her and... Um, uh, Jillian, uh, she used to be uh, on NFL. Um, oh, uh, Barbary. Jillian Barbary, yes. Uh, so, so, but I was I was the national oh. VO dude for those commercials. I think Marie Osmond looks fantastic. I think she looks excellent. She's yeah. in great shape. Yeah. So I'm going to have to mention that to her during the interview. So we're going to talk to her a little bit after nine o'clock. Uh, Dr. Rosenpenis is on this morning. Great American Smokeout is next week. Knock that out of your mouth. Get some information uh, on that. And the lovely Lauren Harris from our Totally Office Calendar poster. We'll be joining us today, too. We haven't talked to Lauren in 
years, actually. So we will uh, spend some time with her. Getting set for the Camp Out for Hunger, which is on Monday. Everybody who's able to drop off in person will get a free Preston Steve Totally Office calendar poster. Keep that in mind. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Hit up the WMMR.com contest page for your chance to win the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Homegate Kickoff Prize Pack, including a $100 Primo Hoagies gift card, a four-pack of custom pint glasses, a case of Bud Light Platinum, and more. All delivered personally by members of the Preston and Steve Show. WMMR.com. Everything that rocks. This article in uh, CNN Business uh, indicates that if you have a ring doorbell, one of the cameras. Which are hugely popular. Uh, Amazon bought them. Might catch on fire. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, right. uh, Uh-oh. Well, they're, they're recalling. Okay. Uh, so there have been uh, reports that, that that some have caught on fire. And the potential fire hazard impacts around 350,000 second-generation ring doorbells. So it depends specifically on which one Can you, you set it to explode into flames if someone comes to your door and you don't want them there? Ooh, that'd so, be a great option, yeah, there's, wouldn't it? Incinerate uh-huh. is one of the settings on the app. So, so Skybell is hugely popular. Yeah, yeah. they're going to they're gonna recall these. Uh, the $100 doorbells were sold on Ring's website and Amazon between... June 2020 and October 2020. So it's more recent ones. I need to uh, correct that statement. So ring the ring doorbells are hugely popular. I have Skybell. That's the one that uh, if you get the Xfinity home security system, okay. they'll install that on your door. And I, I, whatever they are, um, these these doorbells are actually really great. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have them and use them. Uh, the security advantage they provide is really good. Do you have one at the house? No, but okay. uh, we plan on getting one for yeah. sure. It's uh, it's very very soon. Uh, the video doorbells battery apparently can overheat when the incorrect screws are used for installation, which poses a fire hazard, burns <laughs> and stuff like that. So you got to make sure it's Jeez. installed properly. Yeah. Um, no, uh, we we've been shopping around a little bit, and uh, we're definitely gonna pop those up and uh, and get them in place. I will tell you that uh, a couple of times I've used the Skybell to uh, for security uh, purposes to see things. I've had um, the Xfinity cameras around the house, mm-hmm. which is I'm, I'm loaded to the max. And uh, I've helped neighbors out with issues, you know, cars oh, getting really? hit. Yes, a couple of times, Kathy. And and uh, I've had the, the case where the police have come to the house noticing that we have the cameras, have the cameras to, yeah. to see if we could help in the, in the deal. But, Nick, you actually have a story that pertains exactly to this. Yeah, we had, um, uh, unfortunately, some thefts in our neighborhood. Uh, uh, cars were stolen, two cars stolen. Uh, this was a week ago, I guess, a week or two ago. And um, it happened overnight. It happened in between uh, midnight and 4 in the morning. And uh, when I left to go to work uh, at, at 5 or whatever in the morning, I, w- I left my driveway and there were some cops in the neighborhood. There were three cop cars waiting. And, uh, I, you know, I live on a cul-de-sac. It was normally a pretty quiet place to live. So uh, my neighbor was being interviewed by the police. And uh, I got out of my car. I asked if everything was okay, if there was anything that I could do to help. Did you show them your SAG after card? I did, yeah. yeah. And um, I made sure that they knew I was on the radio. Yeah, please. And I was okay. like, listen, I'm, I'm a kind of a big deal in this neighborhood. Uh, no, and obviously everybody was, was super cool. And, sure. and, uh, but concerned because of these thefts, what had happened was uh, the thieves. Uh, here's a quick tip. Uh, lock your car. Every yeah. Night. What, what the thieves were looking for were unlocked cars and specifically unlocked cars where keys were just left in the car. And so there are so many cars nowadays where you don't obviously need to even stick the key into a, an ignition. But they just put the fob in the, in the, in the cup holder. And uh, unfortunately, somebody in our neighborhood has a driveway where there are there's no garage. There's several cars parked there. So I think 
They leave their cars unlocked, leave the keys in the cars so that they can move cars around. Who leaves their keys in their well, car? Well, this is this is what I'm telling you. They say they 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 in order to be able to back out or have a yeah. family member in order, you know, so they can get out, they just leave the keys in there because it's convenient. It's, Somebody comes it, home, they just move the car exactly. or whatever. And, and the driveway. Listen, I, I understand the convenience, yeah. but I know. That's yeah. Totally. That's silly to me, but okay. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, but I've done it in the past where I've left my car unlocked. I don't leave my keys in the car. Uh, but that's what the thieves were looking for were these these uh, unlocked cars with keys in the car. And so anyway, um, the point of the story is mm-hmm. that when I was uh, chatting with the police in the morning, they asked if we had uh, ring cameras, and we do. Um, and they are activated to see if people come up and down the driveway, uh, deliveries being dropped off or whatever. One is in the front of the house pointed towards the front walkway and the mailbox, and the other's in the back of the house pointed towards right. the garage and the driveway. Uh, turns out the thieves were not in our yard at all, not in our property, didn't come anywhere near our car. My car was locked overnight, so I don't know if at any point they even were trying to scope that out. Do but you know the, if any of the neighbors had the cameras and were able they, to catch them? They did, and so there was footage in the neighborhood of the thieves uh, taking the cars, turns out that, that it's exactly what the police suspected. They were looking for unlocked cars, but there was ring uh, camera footage of the house and several other houses where these guys, and it was two, they were teenagers, uh, and it was more oh, than wow. more than one, actually. I think there was three or four teenagers involved. They they ended up being caught. And uh, th- that day? Uh, yes. Yeah. That day. That's there was, pretty amazing. The sleep, uh, state police got involved. The local police, police got involved. So um, the point of this story is that, if you have that footage, uh, police may act you, uh, ask you for it, and it can be really helpful in solving crimes. Well, you know, I had a situation, Preston, I think I told you guys this one day. Um, the um, I forget what I was. I was checking out something for my neighbor or something. that I forget exactly what the impetus was, but I checked the side. Uh, we're, we live on a corner, and I checked the side cameras on the house. And um, I'm watching this footage, and, you know, they say nothing good happens, like, after 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And so, sure as hell, Preston, quiet area, quiet neighborhood. Um, Car pulls up, you know, under, I'm surprised they pulled up under a street light. Turn off the car, two gentlemen get out of the car, and just as Nick was saying, these guys get out and start walking down the street, just pulling the handles on car doors. No kidding, Just pulling the handle one right after another. All the cars were locked. And then they proceeded down. Um, you, you know, sometimes there's common driveways, uh, you know, that, that yep. extend a long street behind houses. Mm-hmm. Then they proceeded to go down. I was watching the timeline. So I have to figure they were in the neighborhood doing that for about an hour. Okay. And then wow. they came back to the cars and then and then took off. Wow. Uh, when you see footage like that, are you, uh, did you, were you able to see their car and getting identifying features? Or? I was able to see the car and get, now, now what Without happens is, is that depends on uh, if you, you want to get the, the tag, the plate, right. you know? And so uh, I was not able to get it. Um, and uh, the new cameras that I have, or the enhanced cameras I have can get that. I mean, you can see unless someone's going to great lengths to cover their information, Anywhere up and down the block, I could expand the picture and I could see what that tag was. Okay. So, uh, but in this particular instance, I, the angle of the car was such I couldn't see the tag. And you said, so do you have, you have the audio too, right? Yeah, the audio as well. I, yeah. That was like I have them too. I have the same ones that you have, and uh, the audio, like the first time I watched it, it like freaked me out because I was listening to the people talk outside my front door. It's, <laughs> like, it's crazy. I, like, I can hear you guys. So, but in a way, the amount of times, and I mean, I've caught. Uh, there was a, a fire truck that came by and knocked a uh, a, a neighbor's um, side view uh, mirror off their their car. Not and, all, I'm sorry. And, and so she um, she contacted me. Said, "Is it possible you caught that?" And I did. And I got the fire truck. You're like number. the neighborhood watch. With I, all I, I know, cameras. but I, really, what it is that you know when anything happens, like your car gets broken into, or somebody. 
you, you just feel violated. Oh, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Here's a text that says, my sister and brother-in-law never lock their cars, always leave the keys in them, and they look at me like I'm crazy for locking my car and bringing my keys inside the house. It drives me nuts. Well, no, they're crazy. They, yeah, where do they live? Because my yeah. ex-girlfriend uh, lived, lived in a, um, she lived in a quiet lake side community and they everybody left their keys in their car i, I don't care yeah. if i lived in the middle of the desert yeah. i would still lock everything but you know uh, what your driveway is part of your home so like i get it although i also would not do that um it's it's still like part of your home it's it, you think it's yours and you you do feel violated if somebody walks onto your driveway like why do. can't you leave your car open or your keys in your car i mean yeah. unfortunately Kathy, you can't but i get it i understand the thinking if your car's parked in the street there's and and some i've had police officers tell me you'd be surprised on uh, street parking, people will leave their cars unlocked oh yeah. on, on, a, on a side street because, hey, it's right out in front of my house. What's going to happen? But the ring cameras, you guys are talking about how you can hear people. Yes. You can talk to people, too. Yes. I mean, my ring camera. Right. Uh, I, if you're lonely. Well, no. I, when I see, like, I can see, like, my kids yeah, walking. I like, the, I like the way you're walking your dog. <laughs> yeah, you're just soliciting people to come up to your hey. stoop and, and spend a little time with you. I don't know how good the speaker is, but when my kids walk by I and I'm watching them, I will say stuff to them like, hey, yeah, you know, pick that up while you're there. Right, right, right. Uh, by the way, can you, from a distance, can you tell that somebody has a ring doorbell on their uh, the front of their home? You, yeah, if you well, see if yeah. you see it lit, like uh, on mine, there's on on the front and back doors, there's a, there's a green light on the sky bell. I don't know what the ring has. Well, I, I, I think the the actual button is circled in white light. Okay, because that can be a deterrent in and of itself. Yes, if people see that, and well, it should be. Then they'll stay away from. I mean, uh, if you like like being a porch pirate or something like that. I don't know if it's noticeable from far away, but like as soon as you walk up to a house, you know that it's the ring okay. camera. And the angle on the sky bell, and I, I think it's the same for the ring as well, is wide. You get like a fisheye oh, lens. Yeah. I mean, you, you, mm-hmm. I have maximum coverage. Let me get some calls here. I've got uh, Katie. Hi, Katie. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Katie? <laughs> well, it's actually funny you're talking about this. So my husband and I just bought a Tesla like three days ago. And we're, we are big people who lock our car doors in our neighborhood. And I'm driving currently the Ford Focus that has the bumper falling off, but he has the Tesla. <laughs> and he happened to walk the Tesla that night and put it in sentry mode. And he gets up in the morning to take our son to daycare. And he's like, there's a little notification that says, hey, you know, someone tried to open your car door. So he watches the video and we have a very clear video in our Tesla. because There's little side cameras, the guy trying to open our car door. Wow. Katie, those those that sentry mode is cool. I bet you that's going to be a standard on a lot of automobiles. Uh, 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 were you able to clearly see the guy, and were you able to do anything about it? Um, yeah. So my husband ended up calling the police, and okay, like my in-laws also live in our neighborhood, so we texted them, and it turns out this guy went through our whole neighborhood and was just checking car doors. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. I mean, um, what you think is an obvious thing, Katie? Did you notify the police because you had that footage? Did, and the police officer was like just in awe, like he couldn't believe that we had this footage from our car. <laughs> yeah, I okay. mean, if you can honestly, these bastards, you know. But again, I think a simple thing to do would be lock your car door. That's yeah. what the lock is there for. Yep. Uh, Katie, right. and have your husband at least fix the bumper on your Focus, okay? <laughs> right. Yeah, right? right. Or get you a Tesla. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Let's go next to Kai. Good morning, Kai. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, how you doing, Kai? Good. 
Good. How are you? So Good. my friends moved from Philly to L.A., and this was about a year ago. They have a Mercedes, and they don't lock anything, like, ever. Their apartment in Philly, they never lock it. But anyway, they don't lock their car, and they leave the keys inside, and it got stolen. And then after that, they got the car back. It has, like, tracking on it and everything. They leave the keys in again, and it gets stolen again. <laughs> Come on, I, man. I mean, are, are, they, are they reckless people by nature, or is this, or is this <sighs> just their thing? They're just really lazy. I guess they don't think it will happen to them kind of thing. They're really smart and successful people, but they're just like, oh, whatever. I'll just, you know, get out of the car, go in the house. I mean, honestly, how hard is it? If you, I have the fob in my car, I go up as I approach the car, it unlocks. And when I leave, I just touch the car and it and, and it locks. So that's not what I would say a lot of heavy lifting. It, it's an, it amazes me. I, I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, twice. Thanks, I appreciate it. I think, I think she's right, though. I think it's uh, laziness and you don't think it's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's naivete. Yeah. But I, I think that people go have that mindset and they're like, nah, I live in a nice neighborhood or I live in a quiet neighborhood or these types of crimes won't happen to me. And it's just... You're, Steve, your point is dead on. I agree with you 100%, but that, that mindset is like, well, it's not going to happen to me, so I shouldn't have to go about doing you it. You know what, though? After it does happen, though, and I can tell right. you, 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 it is, Preston, you know, it, it just, it, it screws your day up. It oh screws God. your week. It's like months before you're like, I've been violated. I mean, and obviously, there are obviously much more severe ways to be violated, but it still feels like that. I just don't understand the the thought process between someone that it would be too much effort <laughs> to put your keys into a drawer or hang them on a uh, a little hook on the wall. And you don't even have to turn the key. Those on the way. You don't you even have, have to, to turn put the it key. in and turn no, it on if anymore. A, if you I mean, a- if, you, if you have carpal tunnel, don't worry about it. <laughs> if you carry a purse... What's keep the, it in that. Keep it in your purse. Uh-huh. I, you know, listen, I, I wear a keep hat. Keep the chauffeur key if you have to. I wear a hat, you know, all the time, and all of my stuff just goes in the hat. Like, I just yeah. I yeah. take everything out of my pockets. It all goes in my hat, and it's I really not that difficult. I did used to have for one of my cars when I was younger uh, in the days of when you could actually lock your keys in your car. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those magnetic uh, holding it, it oh, yeah. hold one you single key. Put under the, the, put it uh, under the, the yeah. wheel well or, or in, you know, underneath the frame somewhere. I kept a, uh, a coat hanger uh, in my briefcase when I was going to college. And no that kid? was my special way of getting back into the car if I ever locked the keys in. Yeah. I'd Man. break into my own car. Yeah. When I... <laughs> I... Locked my keys in the car last year, but it was it was not my fault. Right. But it was totally my fault. It was at the, when we were at the Subaru broadcast. It was not uh, your fault, but it was totally your fault? Yeah, because I was getting something for somebody out of the back of my car, and I had just thrown everything uh, in the back of my car, and then I shut the door. But the car locked on its own. I didn't lock the... the yeah, it shouldn't have done that. It shouldn't have. It should not have done that. Right. Uh, but when I had the, uh, like, AAA or whatever come to get everything out of my car i'd never seen this before they basically put in like this uh deflated inner tube so to speak yeah and then they inflated it and it just kind of spread the door yeah. enough open so that and they the, could put the little the car floats to the service center <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh let me go to a few more calls uh back to the ring doorbell thing i'm gonna go to matt hey matt good morning does the w stand for why <laughs> <laughs> i love it matt what's up buddy so when I was selling my house not too long ago, I had uh, 30 people going in and out visiting the house with their realtors, and everybody who was outside when they were finished up, they realized they were on the ring video camera. They would talk about the house, what they thought it was worth, how much they were willing to pay, and we ended up finding a lot of information. 
Wow. So you were eavesdropping on their con- – and did they have any idea you were listening? Not at all. Wow. <laughs> well, wow. listen, they're on your property. Some might say that, uh, you know, you, it's a little intrusive, but they were that, talking how you're – I wonder where that falls under the law um, uh, because I know that you can you can video people without their consent, but you can't, yeah. you can't record uh, audio without the consent. But, but can I you listen to it on your own property? I don't know. That's if, a good question. Thanks, yeah. Matt. Um, well, it does record automatically, right? Uh, yeah. Yes, but you yeah. don't – in other words, you could actually monitor it live without you – so you're not listening right. to the recording and you could – I wonder where that's I know, but it goes on it to does. a recording. It does. Yeah. It goes right. on but to a recording, and then you can click it and listen to it. If yeah. you're not listening to the recording and you're listening to it live, is there a delineation between I that? I think if it's your own property, you can you record whatever the hell you want. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. Right. Hey, you can make porn at home. Well, you hear about nanny cams, and, and uh, I know that uh, I – so I have friends that were uh, looking to purchase a beach house, and I went uh, on an open house with them. And it didn't dawn on me until afterwards that maybe I should not have done this, but I was walking in the bedroom. No, I did not, Steve. Uh, No, but there was a dress that was hanging, uh, and I I gave it a... As a joke, I you know, honked its boobs. I was like... And then it didn't dawn on me until later. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is their bedroom. And they could be rolling camera on this because they know that people were walking through an open house. And I was like, oh my God, I can't... And what? then I put the, then I put the dress you... on. <laughs> right, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Like, you, you took it down. <laughs> I got to have some tea out on the veranda. I'm pretty. <laughs> oh, I've got late for my date. Oh, my but luckily, they did get the house. They put a bit on it. So I, I would imagine that if... Uh, Maybe they were rolling camera that maybe those people wouldn't that's, get the That's house. what convinced them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Our, our next caller, uh, his name is spelled G-E-R-R-Y. I'm sure it's Jerry, but I'm going to call him Gary. Oh, Gary! <laughs> All right, so let's, let's go to Gary. I'm sure it's Jerry. Good morning. You're on the air. Yes, it is Jerry. Actually. Oh, Gary! <laughs> right. What's up, Jerry? I, I, um, it was back in the beginning of October. I had cameras on my house, and... Um, I come home from work on a Saturday. I jump out of my truck because I planned on going back out. So I just left the key in, in the door. And I was like, okay. So it didn't happen. So I wake up the next morning at, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday to realize that my truck is gone. <sighs> and I had my entire drum set in the truck. Oh! Honestly, Jerry, why would you? Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, I just... <laughs> yeah. Oh man! I, uh, well, because I'm extremely diligent. I live in that quiet neighborhood, and, and as we we call them, the, the modern day miners that come through and, and they they pull your door handles and they you know they'll take your change stuff like that. So I'm constantly locked in my truck all the time. And this is one of those times it got past me, Dude. and I woke up to no truck and no kid. Dude, some kid opens the door. Dude, there's a whole drum set in yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, the jackpot. Yeah. It just sucks. Wow. What kind of drum yeah. kit was it, Jerry? It was a it was a ninety two Mapex Mars series. Okay. And and the, and the, the worst part is I had a uh, Lars Signature series snuck, snare drum. Oh. Which is, no longer, which is no longer in production. Oh, so. Gary. Oh, oh Gary. Gary. Oh, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. All right, well, live and learn, dude. You'll never do that yeah. again, will you? Oh, absolutely not. No, yeah. no. I, I lock and double lock. I make sure and I pull the handle twice myself before I go back to the house. Dude, I'd weld the door shut every night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, All right, they, thanks, man. And Preston, it's almost yeah. in a case, it's almost less 
the 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 lost merchandise, then you son of a bitch. Yeah, that's definitely. like you, rat. But it's well, that's how violation. I feel. That's how I feel when like people's work trucks are broken into. Oh my god, they, they're and, stealing their livelihood. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Terrible. And that man. happens all the time. All the time. Here, Joe wants to answer the question about uh, whether or not you can you know record someone with one of those things. Hi, Joe. You're on the air. Good morning. You guys rock. Hey, Joe. What's up, buddy? Uh, so when it comes to the ring uh, doorbell, I don't know if you guys have it or not, but um. Uh, when you get one, anyone that does video recording or anything like that, they give you a little sticker that says the ring and you're being recorded okay. that you can stick on the window or the door so that uh, regardless if they see it or not, you're letting them know that they're being recorded. So you're you're legally, yeah, you're legally covered if, oh. uh, yep, okay. if, if you put that up. Okay. Good. Interesting. Good to know. All right. Thanks, all right. Joe. Appreciate yeah, it, no man. Uh, all right. Hang on a second here. Let me go to this. This sounds juicy. I'm going to go to Paul. Hi, Paul. You are on the air, sir. Good morning. What's up? Good morning. Yeah. Hey, good, good morning, morning Ed. Ed. to you. What's up, Paul? <laughs> so, so I installed a camera system in my house about a year ago, and uh, we had trouble with the neighbor. And uh, so I had a detective leave a uh, business card on my mailbox one morning. So I come home, and apparently uh, someone who was next door was involved in a murder case. And <laughs> they pulled my footage uh, from my cameras. And it turns out that I had the last video of the oh victim God. alive. Oh, the oh victim? No wow. kidding. Oh, my goodness. So, so uh, can you describe what was on that footage? Uh, it was basically just um, a car with the victim driving, picking up the um, the person who was suspected of the murder. Oh, my goodness. Um, walking out the front door, getting in the car, and a few hours later, she was found dead. Oh, my Whoa. God. Oh. So how how prominent was this footage in is is the as the as the trial occurred has anything happened as of yet what's the status Um as far as I know it's it's uh still under investigation I'm not actually sure if they even caught the guy yet Oh okay Um but I I you know I've been in touch with the detectives and whatnot but uh it was pretty cr- crystal clear you know I mean uh he walked right out you can see clear as day as Fortunately for me, I you know I bought a good set of cameras. So yeah, yeah, wow, that's 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 wild. You know, hopefully that'll assist in this. But uh, you know, wow, that's got to blow your mind. Yeah, it's like uh, being on the first forty-eight. It's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, thanks, job, Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to our friend uh, Ra, who's on the line. Yo, Ra, good morning. Our buttholes are tiny volcanoes. <laughs> 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 nice, man. What's going on? Yo, bud, what's okay. up? Man, listen. Um, so I was dealing with this this young damsel who was a beautiful woman and whatnot, and uh, we were prone to, uh, you know, just getting it in wherever we were. So at this point in time, she had moved, got her whole security game up and whatnot. And so, you know, we're in the living room chilling, and then, you know, Time comes when it's time to get it in. So <laughs> she, she gets up and, you know, ushers me over to the stair, uh, stair um, I guess what you call the stair step, whatever, in the living room. And I walk up and, you know, do my business. Come to find out she had a ring camera in her living room. Oh. And so about a month later, she confessed to me that she had been watching the ring camera over and over, the ring footage, oh. over and over again. And so she finally showed it to me. It looked like, um, you know, surveillance footage. Yeah. yeah. We were doing something we weren't supposed to be doing. And let me tell you something. My posture was so bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, taking notes. You learned right. something. Yeah. 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 Dude. Like a, like a ghoul, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Hunched over and everything. <laughs> right. No, that's why Sam Kennison. <laughs> it was just horrible. 
Sam uh, Kennison used to do a bit about, you know, never wanting to see yourself yeah. doing that. No. You right. never, who looks good? Mm-mm. You got to yeah. go to the game film. You know, you want to improve your game, Ross, so you just go over the tape and uh, you can make corrections later. Yeah. Exactly. All right, Jesus. Ross. Thanks, man. Do you have cameras? Well, appreciate do, it. Any of you have cameras inside the house? No. I do. Yeah. Is the point of that for um, for babysitters or for? For me, it was to ascertain which one of my cats was being on the couch. Gotcha. <laughs> Did you figure it out? Oh, yes, we did. In fact, the footage I got is used right now by an animal behaviorist in her classes to show. I swear to God, we got... We we learned that it was simply uh, it was spraying to deter other cats. Okay. From, uh, so um, from the twelve others, um, and we were able there. to correct the problem. But the cameras are all there now, and it, what the hell? And up. I helped my wife find out which pair of shorts she had keys she was looking for. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, she made she made so much fun of me for installing the stuff in the house. Yeah, and. It, Let's go. To, let's go to the videotape. Yeah, you weren't wearing those shorts when you came in from the neighbors. Yeah. Oh my God. Go up to the hammer. Hamper. I bet you they're in your your other pair of shorts. She came down like she. You know, like it was. It was like it was like officer and a gentleman. I don't think I could do the the cameras inside the house. I would be a little creeped out by that, Steve. I would feel like uh, Winston in 1984 when he oh, had that one corner that one of the corner apartment he could go to and the camera yeah. can't be seen. No, I, you know, I thought about that yeah. as well. I uh, there's a quarter of a million places for people to break in and watch what we're doing. There's one null zone and that's my special. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So my cousins have the cameras inside of the house as well and they did it because they hired a full-time nanny that was going to, I think she was living there for a short period of time. She had her own space and then uh, she ended up, now she she travels back and forth but that was the, uh, that's originally why they got it but (laughs) we went to visit and like we felt like we were on Big Brother, like yeah, because there were cameras in every room, yeah, and including the, the bathroom. Now, yeah. now in they, the bathroom. Well, no. listen, it was it was pointed. Yeah, it was pointed towards the kids' tub, okay. so that she could see while they were giving the, the kids a bath or okay. something like that. So right. it wasn't the toilet. the toilet. And if you closed the curtain, you know nothing was seen. But like my my uh, brother and his wife were like whispering to each other. They were, I feel like they're listening. It's like, you know, in the the old Bond movies when he would come into a hotel room or something, he'd walk around and pull up in the mirror, look on both sides, check the, you know, check the uh, the lighting uh, fixture and see if there are microphones. But I mean, right now, you know, it's they're easily purchased, easily installed. Yeah. Many of them are just USB cameras that you plug in. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely going to do that. Let me go to Pat. Hi, Pat. You're on the air. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. What's up? Yeah, you're talking about the ring camera and catching people. Yeah. Right at the beginning when they had those Floyd riots, um, there's a local motorcycle shop right up the street from me. I live in Upper Darby. And uh, I wake up at the butt crack of dawn Saturday morning. I see alerts on my camera. I check it. Here we got the footage of the guys actually stealing the motorcycles from the shop when they were looting. That's where I got my Vespa. (laughs) (laughs) Were were you able to make uh, identifications off the footage? Well, as a matter of fact, there's myself and three other neighbors as you make the turn at the end of our street. We put all our footage together. We got the guys' faces. They arrested them. They got the license plate off the car. And we found out the fact that they hid the motorcycles behind the bushes in my neighbors. And that's so it, and that's what they're doing now. They'll they'll go to multiple homes that all have these and if yeah. they if they can you know, yeah. if they turn the camera footage over then they can piece it all together. 
like a freaking TV show, like a movie, like you know, <laughs> following different camera angles and stuff. Well, that's that's exactly what they yeah. did in our neighborhood. They went from house to house to house and see who has the camera footage, and then they're able to put it together, and and yeah. it really helps in the investigation. Thanks, Pat. I clearly oh, understand yeah. the the element of fear, but with and like in your case, uh, Pat. Here's a case where you you got, you got expensive merchandise back. So you, there are there are pros and cons to all this, yeah. and I think this is clearly a pro. Yeah. So they uh, pretty soon it's going to be as as this stuff becomes more and more affordable. It's yeah. going to be a it's going to be a full network. Yeah, and and like it's so easy once it's installed. You can check your phone. You can look for the footage. I don't find it intrusive. I'm not. I uh, don't, Nick. I, I, yeah. I, I, I honestly I agree with you. I, you know, I, I'm I, I'm a huge Orwell fan. I'm a you know I the, the uh, 1984 and Preston's right with that, you know, living that way and finding your corner to where you're not under surveillance. <laughs> but there's so many times it's actually helped and stopped the commission right. of crimes. I don't know? want it inside the house yet. I'm not, I'm not on that level yet. Why you know, you know what? A yeah. Panavision camera pointed at your toilet? I don't know. I prefer it on the outside <laughs> yeah. pointing away from the house. Uh, let me see here. I'm going to go to, I have a few other calls and we got to take a break. Um, okay. Yeah. Let me go to Brian who installs security, security cameras. Brian, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey guys. Um, well, a couple things. One, um, as far as the recording of the of the, uh, the conversations, you actually don't need the sticker. Um, you can record two other people's conversations when there's no assurance of privacy. So outdoors, there is no assurance of privacy. Okay. So it doesn't matter. You can record no matter what. And then secondly, yes, I install security cameras. So one of the things that I have to do, unfortunately, is go in and pull this footage for a lot of my clients because they don't use the the, the software except for once a year. So oftentimes they they're having trouble doing it, so they pull me in. So oftentimes I have to pull from hit and runs or, unfortunately, the other day a murder. Um, it, it can get – there's a lot of ugly things that happen. So, so you have, Go ahead, Ken. No, so, so you have access to their footage? Yes. So uh, – off yeah. So, so, so but it's, it's pretty much 99% of the installations we do are outdoors and also commercial. So he's, so, he's yeah. actually – Kathy, he's, he's – equipment he's installed, he will go pull the footage for them. Okay, but I'm like Steve. I was just wondering, like for hours. I mean, we can see all uh, the time, right? But if there was, but eventually it goes away. So, so does after, that live somewhere else? Can we contact Xfinity and uh, pull footage if there was a crime that took place? I can. I can take this one, uh, Brian. <laughs> uh, actually, it exists. I think for about two weeks, right? And then uh, I, I, I maybe a little bit longer, but uh, not much longer because you have to imagine so all Xfinity these security doesn't cameras. even have it either. Right, okay. right. I, at least you know. I, I talked to uh, our, uh, our our friend over there. Uh, you know. Can I love the system, and it's great. But do do most systems hold longer than 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 two weeks, Brian? So it depends. So you have if you have the cloud recording, typically you get thirty days. But a lot of the installations that we do are based are hard drive based. They have a hard drive. So it depends on the client and the installation. Some clients just want thirty days. But I just did an installation a while ago. They they required some. Their board required two years. So we put wow. in like. 48 terabytes of storage. Jeez. It was ridiculous. Yeah, but it's just it's just what basically what people require. But most people don't want more than a month because by then, you know, it's sort of reached the statute of limitations as far as what you can do about it. Sure, right. sure. Interesting. Okay. And you've seen, have you seen some pretty grisly stuff? Unfortunately, yes. There, that, yeah, I pulled, like I said, I pulled a murder just a couple days ago. Wow. And, and you saw that actively happen? Uh, I saw the car. It was, it was a drive-by. I saw the car come up. Um, then you, you, you saw a bunch of people running and then the guy sort of, sort of walked, stumbles into the street. Oh, wow. It was terrible to watch. Wow. All right. Mm. Well, uh, thanks for the, uh, thanks for the info. We appreciate it, Brian. All right. 
Uh, so anyhow, keep in mind, if you do have this second-generation ring doorbell, and you can look it up online, uh, they're doing a recall. Around 350,000 of them are being recalled. There, There is a fire hazard. So it depends on if it was installed properly or not. So it's not like they're exploding left and right or anything like that. Do they have any option to rebrand them as novelty doorbells, Preston? Yeah. Ones that blow up when, they, <laughs> uh, when you install them? And I said at the beginning of the conversation, but lock your cars. Keep your keys inside your yeah. house. I mean, it's it's a really simple thing, but there's there's very little downside to actually doing that. The number one bit of advice we got from the police uh, was just keep your cars locked, especially yep. at night. Yep. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a second. Bizarre File stories are on the way in a bit. Marie Osmond will be on the show today. A few other guests, too. We'll uh, come back and tell you more about it in a little bit. What's new? Glad you asked. Corey Taylor. Larkin Poe. Chris Stapleton. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. A little bit later on this morning, Dr. Rosen Penis will be joining (laughs) us on the show. His actual name is Dr. Rosenberg, but we call him Dr. Rosen Penis because we just like to. Uh, and he, the Great American Smokeout is coming up next week, so we're yeah. going to chat with him about what that means virtually this year a little later on. We'll also have uh, Marie Osmond on the program and Lauren Harris from our Totally Office calendar poster this year. So we have some people to talk to. But right now, at this very moment, we do this. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by Robbins Diamonds in tax-free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-serve cases and absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. Robbins Delaware Diamonds. A Japanese town has deployed robot wolves in an effort to scare away bears that have become an increasingly dangerous nuisance in the countryside. The town of Takikawa purchased and installed a pair of the robots after bears were found roaming neighborhoods in September. They're five stories tall. Uh, Officials said that there have been no bear encounters since. Growl! Growl! Bear sightings are at a five-year high, mostly in rural areas in western and northern Japan. You don't think think of that. Yeah, there have been uh, actually dozens of attacks so far this year. Two of them were fatal. Wow. Prompting the government to convene an emergency meeting last month to address the threat that they pose. The so-called monster wolf robot consists of a shaggy body on four legs, a blonde mane, and fierce glowing red eyes. Steve, it looks like something you'd put on your front yard. <laughs> it really does, Preston. Halloween. It's awesome. Uh, when its motion detectors are activated, it moves its head, flashes lights, and emits 60 different sounds ranging from wolfish howling to machinery noises. And it looks like it fires tennis balls out of its ass. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> machinery maker uh, Ota Sek- Siaki has sold about 70 units of the robot since 2018. The real Japanese wolf had roamed the central and northern islands of the country before being hunted to extinction more than a century ago. I didn't know this this kind of wildlife existed in Japan. Uh, Officials said that the bears become uh, more active and dangerous as they search for food before going into hibernation in uh, late November. What, with all that ramen around? A decrease of acorns and nuts in the wild this year may have driven the animals to venture closer to towns in search of sustenance. Uh, It's best not to write angry emails until you're absolutely sure you're using the product (laughs) as intended. This is a great story. A woman named Aubrey from Louisville, Kentucky... 
shared an experience she recently had on Facebook. She explains in a post that she was really upset when her bridal gown arrived in the mail and it did not look right. She quickly emailed the bridal store angrily. Soon after, she got a response that said, you put the dress on inside out. Please put it on the right way. Uh, She seemed to have a good sense of humor about the mistake since she shared the post in a bridal Facebook group. Now, Aubrey is waiting for the pandemic to end so she and her husband uh, can have their dream wedding. Apparently, they already made it legal, but they are going to go through a ceremony afterwards. But, yeah, she put it on inside out. (laughs) A man is in custody after making terroristic threats to kill police officers and attempting to escape from custody. It's his escape that's the interesting part. Uh, Edmond, Oklahoma police, uh, had received a phone call. From a Utah phone number uh, registered to Joseph Dale McLeod Wednesday evening, the man on the phone told dispatch, your officer is dead, send backup, and then hung up the phone. Oh, short, short time later, yeah, it didn't happen, though. Short time later, the same phone number uh, called uh, another police department, also in Oklahoma. A man said, one of your officers is going to die tonight. So GPS location for the cell phone placed in the area of McLeod's registered apartment. Officers responded to the apartment. They attempted to contact him through the door. Uh, they eventually got inside there, and they found him in the bed. He refused to get out of bed, but they took him to jail. Now, once they got him to jail, they placed a, placed a face mask on him, and then they secured him to a bench with handcuffs. While secured to the bench with the handcuffs, McLeod removed the metal nose guard from his mask and created a device and actually picked the lock of the handcuffs by using that piece of metal. <sighs> I always thought that was movie fodder. Right. You know, but apparently you can do it. Uh, so he escaped from custody. He didn't get anywhere. They had him right there. So he was booked on two counts of threat of terrorism, two counts of false emergency, and one count of escape from custody. I wonder, so would they have the, the, the ties, the plastic ties that they'll use as handcuffs? Um, I, I wonder what the decision process is, whether you use regular cuffs or those ties. When I see that happening, it's usually when they have a multiple, uh, they're going to take on several people. So I, I don't know. A scantily clad passenger on a United Airlines flight on Thursday was so belligerent that authorities diverted to Houston. Uh, I'm sorry, the Houston-bound flight to Mobile, Alabama. Uh, Sierra Nicole McClinton caused the disturbance. Police said that the woman got into an altercation with another passenger. A flight attendant intervened to try to calm the woman down. And then the attendant and other passengers detained her until the place made an unscheduled landing. Uh, police said that McClinton, once on the ground, got off the plane and all she was wearing was a T-shirt and underwear. <laughs> so I don't know how that happened. You can't uh, you can't fly that way. She was intoxicated and was yelling obscenities and refused to obey the officer's commands. She faces charges of disorderly conduct and public intoxication. This is pretty wild, and it took place in Delaware. And uh, the picture is interesting. A snake eel fighting for its life pulled an alien move by bursting out of the stomach of a heron that had just swallowed it whole, according to photos snapped by an amateur photographer in Delaware. Nature's brutal. You can see this this, this bird, this... uh, um a heron flying, and it's hanging out of its chest. The, oh, my the, the God. Eel. Here you go, Steve. Look at the photo. Jeez, so it killed oh, it. wow. Yeah, its head is dangling in midair as the heron, looking surprisingly unbothered, just continues to fly. Sam Davis, who took the photos, uh, had uh, there were several juvenile eagles and a fox that were following the heron, he said, possibly hoping that the uh, to scavenge a meal in case the heron and the snake eel didn't make it. That's that's nature for you. When Davis first spotted the bizarre flight, he thought that it was a snake or an eel that had bitten the heron's neck. Uh, he had a telephoto lens for long-range photography, so he shot photos. He watched the heron fly 
about and even land in the water with the eels still attached to it. The heron didn't seem to act much differently. Uh, it was in the water and flying around, he said. Is it uh, possible that the heron survived? He said, meanwhile, the eel was arching its body, so I guess it was still alive at some point. It wasn't until he went home and edited the photos that he realized the snake eel was, wasn't biting the heron. Uh, after enlarging the photos, he, sa- he said, I could see the eel, and you could see its eyes. He said it was actually coming out of the other end head first through its stomach. Oh, my God. Uh, snake eels, by the way, can burrow out of the guts of fish that prey on them, but usually they don't get very far. Once swallowed, snake eels... Uh, can use their hard heads or tails to bust out of a digestive tract, but usually end up in the per, uh, predator's body cavity, muscle tissue, or swim bladder. Once trapped, snake eels often become mummified or insisted uh, and die rather than escape. But this one, I think, might have made it out. They said the heron, this is according to an expert, the heron possibly survived. It didn't look too inconvenienced, but would depend on how well the wound healed and if it was able to avoid any infection after that. so You know, and the, here's the thing, too. It gets injured, and then, like, all the heads start to lift up like, oh, food. Yeah, Potential yeah. food. Yep, exactly. And that's what I have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. All right, so I have some stuff to give away. Uh, we have passes to see Freaky. Freaky! The director of Happy Death Day and stars Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton. And it is, uh, critics call it, a hell of a good time and the horror we need right now. So let's take uh, let's take three callers at two one five two six three WMMR. We'll take the first three callers and we'll set you up with these passes. Uh, this is in theaters uh, tomorrow, Friday the thirteenth. By the way, so we'll get you set up. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment. So make sure you stay with us. We sell some guests coming up on the show, including uh, Dr. Rosenberg, Marie Osmond, Lauren Harris, and we'll be right back. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Nobody likes a delay of game. And while there's been some uncertainty about this football season, Acme is happy to announce it's game on. So no matter what your game day's like, they've got everything you need to cheer the Eagles on. From snacks and party trays to beverages and fan gear, make it a season to remember. Acme, official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Are you in love? Ready to get engaged? We'll visit Steven Singer Jewelers, the diamond experts. IHateStevenSinger.com Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, Texas says, uh, I've been out of work for a month with COVID, and today is the first time I get to hear you guys live. Oh. Uh, it's good to be back among the living and hearing you and among the living and hearing you guys, uh, that's from Mike in New Jersey. That's right, awesome. Mike. Yeah, Mike. Right. Awesome. Welcome back. Very nice. Uh, and Nick, I'm glad you brought up. That's very timely because I noticed something about, uh, yes, I think we can dive into the files. And it has to do with COVID. Um, so I from noticed. the darkest recesses <laughs> across an empty field down a lonely alleyway, he is there noticing, always noticing. Uh, I noticed it. Piercing brown eyes. Oh yeah, I remember. Notices things. Uh, You don't have to. Volunteers. Okay. The noticer. Thank you. Well done. Uh, Volunteers (laughs) who received the Pfizer coronavirus vaccine during trials uh, say it left them feeling like they had had a severe hangover. Oh, cool! I haven't had one of those in such a long time. It's been a while. Case seven, eight years. No, over eight, almost nine years. Wow. Okay. 
Uh, the more than 43,500 people in six countries who took part in phase three trials by the pharmaceutical giant uh, were never told whether they were injected with the vaccine or a placebo in the double-blind test. Was that placebo a quart of scotch? No, it was. <laughs> You're both getting hangovers. Drink this. <laughs> uh, but some said that they knew they had the drug because of the headaches, fever, and muscle aches that were compared uh, to getting the flu shot or recovering from a heavy night out. So as as a lot of vaccines, you know, sort of force herd immunity, I, I assume this in some ways, and you know, of course, my degree is in um, medical research, yeah. replicates any aspects of COVID? I don't think that's the way this one works. Okay. Because this is a... This is a virus versus a uh, a bacteria. Yeah, I don't thing. know. So they don't give you. It's not like they don't give you a little bit of the virus. Right. So the flu is not a virus. Right. So they're not giving you that. It's it's different, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't make it feel like crap for a yeah. little while. There's my my. I don't my, know how they do this stuff. My migraine medication. Yeah. When I take it, I try not to take it for a couple of reasons. Number one, you're only allowed a certain amount per month. And because it's if you take too much of it, it's not your good head will for explode. You. It's well, it's not good for you. Yeah. It's not good for your brain. And it makes me feel lousy for about two hours. I feel horrible. But when I come out of that, I feel fantastic. So when my wife takes her Imitrex shots, similar thing. Half hour, it's racing through her system. She can actually feel it, you know. Yeah. And for a half hour, not good. And then at the end of that, awesome. Yes. Okay. So, so half of the time that I take medicines, I get the side effect. Like, actually, not more than that. I, I would say most of the time I get the side effect. So, like, I always read them because I'm going to get at least one or more of them, no matter oh. what it is. Even, even like, stuff that you're over-the-counter, you're buying right. in CVS. What about I'm erectile get- dysfunction? Before, <laughs> before you keep going, people are texting in saying the flu is a virus, so I'm wrong. Oh, okay. Right, so, well, I just, good. so, I got hey, you. Thank you. I'm wrong. Dr. Mike, call in, please. Yeah. Hey, Press, how long does it take for your migraine medication to start to work? Uh, about an hour. Okay. Yeah. So, And you take a pill form, correct? Uh, I do take a pill okay. form. Sorry, I'm looking at people beat, beat the crap out of me. <laughs> Come on, on man. Message. He's so, a radio host, not no, a doctor. It's okay. It's, okay. it's yeah. a delay, so, so it'll keep coming in. <laughs> um, so what I was going to say is, do you try to time things out so maybe you can sleep through that two hours of lousiness feeling? I, I will try to time it out. Yes, where where like if I'm going to work, I will try to and and I come and I feel like it's it's coming on. I'll try to take it immediately. So so that time will come and go, and mm-hmm. then I can then I can get to in, in here to work and feel better. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. My wife will do the same thing. She'll she'll actually lay down for to, to close her eyes for that half hour, and yeah. then she's good to go. Okay. I uh, I have a friend who works at Pfizer, and uh, I spoke with her the other day. And the news that's coming out of Pfizer is um, is really good news. And uh, you know, uh, so much of this, and Steve, we've talked about it for eight months now. At this point, you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself. No. You, you don't want to um, anticipate good news for the fear that it might not be. Um, but what Pfizer is doing is sort of leading the way in this. And and there's a couple of different things in the works, which is always. You know, and when they're able to do that, the other pharmaceutical companies will be able to do it too. It's multinational, yeah. and so um, it's not going to be tomorrow, and it's not going to be next week. But when when we start getting into January and February, and these vaccines become available, they'll be available from companies like Pfizer. In all likelihood, it's going to be more than one shot. It's going to be two shots, mm-hmm. and um, but it's not going to be just a Pfizer vaccine that comes and hits the market. Uh, so uh, listen. It's been a really difficult year. We're looking for good news, and sometimes we try to project good news where there isn't some, uh, just for the hope. But I think that this is actually really good news. And just expect a hangover. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, so so that's what these people have said. Be, this will be my chance to finally experience one. <laughs> uh, this guy, Glenn, one. Oh, this guy Glenn said that uh, his severe hangover symptoms soon cleared up, however, and he later took an antibody test and that had come back positive. He said he was very excited by Monday's news that the test showed the vaccine was 90% effective hmm. and uh, compared to the, he compared it to the end of the war. He said, my grandfather, uh, one of his first memories... Uh, was of the bells ringing when World War One ended, and he said it was a horrific war, horrible things happened, and people were just happy that it was over with. He said, in my mind, it felt the same way. I kind of felt like it was something like that. Uh, Good. Another, another volunteer who had uh, given her first name, Carrie, said she suffered a headache, fever, and aches all over her body after her first shot, symptoms that were even more severe after the second well, one. Maybe this will give you a chance to call in, you know, so you can use the old uh, bait and switch. Yeah, I, I I took my COVID shot. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I'm not hungover. I'm I didn't not drink hungover. Too much like... No, I took a COVID <laughs> shot. I can't believe I'm being persecuted for trying to be safe. I do have a question, Steve. You had recommended that I start taking D3, uh, yes. vitamin D3, yes. as it reduces the likelihood of. Um... They're saying there's a, a tremendous percentage, like when they they'll bring people into hospitals. Yeah. Uh, and, and Dr. Mike has had. I think all of us are on. Uh, vitamin D uh, because it helps build up the immune system. Yeah, so my wife was reading something yesterday that uh, there was a similar study that had uh, similar um, results with people that take melatonin on a regular basis. Uh, And I take melatonin all the time. Well, you know, all of this stuff needs to be vetted. You know, any information that we impart, obviously, you know, we're more from the legal side of things. We're more law. Yeah, she read it in National Lampoons. uh, So, so, but yeah, it's, uh, listen, D, vitamin D, and I'll tell you something I do, and it's very easy to do, and I was just talking to Dr. Mike last night, and he he echoes this, and in fact says this is a good regimen. If you get the Neil Med, any kind of nasal rinse, but the Neil Med, you know, do it a couple of times a day, uh, keep your nasal passages moist, that's going to really work to your benefit. So uh, try doing that. Do you feel ill after getting a flu shot? Yeah, well, no, but my arm always hurts. I I might feel a little bit weaker. But I, I don't feel ill. I'm wondering if it's psychosomatic because I usually do. Uh, but I've heard that there's no actual medical evidence to yeah. suggest that you're not feeling uh, flu-like symptoms. But I, I inevitably, every year when I get the flu shot, I'm like, yeah, I kind of feel flu-like. I don't know. Maybe it's just in I've, my head. I've only had that happen one time. Really? Yeah. So I, I forget about it after we get the the shot yeah. until yeah. I realize I've had the Band-Aid on for two days. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. exactly. Like, oh, I yeah. I can take this off in, in the shower, you look down yeah. and you go, yeah. what's going yeah. on? I got my flesh fl- colored. Sometimes yeah. you don't even notice it. And so. I got my flu shot at CVS. Normally I get it from Dr. Mike, but I was right. there and they were free. Right. right. And I was like, oh, well, let me get it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't do it myself. But I was like, I made sure because my arm always hurts and I've been having these kick-ass football catches with my son. So I was like, all right, I can't have it in my throwing arm. I got to have it in my in my left arm. Yep. Uh, Nick, though, the, the side effects, flu-like symptom side effects are, that is a side effect of the flu shot. Yes. It's listed on CDC's website. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's, so it's not, it's not, yeah, you, you can feel that. It said asterisk, except when concerning Nick. Oh. That's what it says. <laughs> well, I got a big head. I will go to Ben. Good morning, Ben. Hey, this is Professor Ben. Is this the COVID medical helpline? Yes. 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 And I'm the lead <laughs> study author. <laughs> yeah, we need help so, on so that, Ben. I, my lab actually is working on COVID therapeutics at the moment, so I have a little bit of knowledge in the area. Yeah, like okay. we're going to trust you when we're <laughs> okay. radio personalities. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Well, let, let's start with a couple of basics. First, uh, any vaccine that you give is designed to elicit an immune response, right? So you're going to you're gonna get get some kind of inflammation, some kind of, uh, maybe headaches or something, something akin to a 
uh, an infection. Whether it rises to the level, level of being able to feel it symptomatically, that's a whole other story. Uh, but every vaccine, whether it's an attenuated virus, so a virus that doesn't cause the disease, um, or, or just a small piece of protein, it's going to create a response. And that's why sometimes you feel these, these uh, immunological effects. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, something, something like, like the protein that you inject in the Pfizer virus, actually it's mRNA, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. It's not able to replicate, right? So it can't cause the disease, but it can cause the immune response. Okay. And by the way, Preston, the flu is not a bacteria. It is definitely a virus. It's a virus. Yeah, I was way off on that. <laughs> Just a little bit. And so let's, let's talk about the Pfizer virus. I'm sorry, the Pfizer vaccine to start with, or any vaccine for that matter. One of the things we don't know, and this is a big one, is whether or not people need to take multiple doses of this vaccine, how long the protection will last, right? right. Is the protection something uh, akin to the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine, where you're one and done? Well, actually, you have to take a couple of them. But, you know, you take a couple of courses and then you're done for the rest of your life. Right. Is it more like the tetanus vaccine, which you have to take every 10 years? Or is it going to be more like the flu vaccine, where the virus is you're protected for maybe that season? Right. Uh, and part of this is dependent on... How, how quickly does the virus mutate and become some other form uh, that is not covered by the virus like the flu does? Or is it that we simply don't uh, create an immune response very light, very very strongly to this virus or very durably? couple of um, questions, Ben, if I may, may just ask quickly. Sure. So is, is it the natural inclination of a virus? I've heard this described that a, a virus will naturally mutate to less like, for example, the, the virus to apply so less, thought to less it. Less deadly virus, a less lethal virus. Right. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. It really depends on the type of virus. Um, and the mutations are random. You, you really don't know what's going to happen. Some of the original uh, work that you're, that you're referring to, uh, to develop an attenuated virus, was based on the fact that a particular type of virus of interest did just that. After passing through multiple species, it eventually mutated to a, a non-lethal or non-disease-causing type. Uh, and you could actually do that in a lab in some cases. Um, but it really depends on the rate of mutation of, of the virus. The HIV virus and the flu virus, they mutate very rapidly, which is why you see in the HIV world, you see resistance to uh, the medications that are given if you give a single medication because it mutates the damn rapidly. And that's why there's no, there's no vaccine, there's no HIV vaccine. Well, not exactly. So there's, there's a whole host of reasons why there's not an HIV vaccine. Um, and, and that that would take a very long time okay. to go through. Well, uh, but they've been working on that for for decades now. You know, I remember in 1990 when I was in, in college, there was this big brouhaha about, hey, we're going to solve it. We'll have a vaccine in a year. Well, you know, here we are now, and we don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, the coronavirus vaccine that we have right now, one thing that's another big thing that's missing is the safety data. Right? It works. It, it you know uh, it it does dev- seem to be protective. But we don't know, you know, six months from now, a year from now, will some type of safety uh, thing come up? Right. Uh, you know, I, I like to describe it this way. You know, when people ask me about generating safety data, um, you know, you, you can't increase, you can't get a year's worth of safety data by having 10,000 or 20,000 or 50,000 people in uh, a, a, a trial for one month in the same way you can't have a baby in one month by getting nine women pregnant. It just doesn't work. Yeah. So, but Ben, there, there, to, 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 uh, to Nick's earlier point, what we're seeing mm-hmm. here gives at least good reason to be encouraged, correct? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, think, I think it's good reason to be, be encouraged. However, um, you have to take into account the scale of things. And so when, when I say that, what I mean is this, this study 
was a 44,000-patient study with 94 cases of, corona, of uh, coronavirus reported, 90% of which were in the placebo arm. Right? If you do the math on that, 94 people out of 44,000 is what? Is that uh, 0.02%? percent mm-hmm. Not even that much. It's a very, very small population of people that have got the sick. And what we don't know, again, is how long will this virus, this protection last? You know, if we come in, at, say, a year from now or even six months from now, will that end up equalizing because, well, the virus, the, the uh, protection from this vaccine simply have worn off over time? Right. Um, the coronavirus is in the same, this COVID-19 is in the same family as some of the, uh, the, uh, va- the viruses that cause the common cold, right? Um, and we obviously don't generate a very good immune response to the common cold. We get it all the time. Right. right? Six months after getting one cold, we can get another. Uh, and so the question really becomes, you know, how effective is this vaccine? How long does it last? How safe is it? And those are still very much outstanding questions. Uh, but it's very good news. Don't get me wrong. All right, God, so, you're good, Ben. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This so is good information. <laughs> we need to. You need to be our uh, uh, virologist. COVID hotline. Yeah. yeah. Actually, my wife is trying to get me in a Bob Casey's office to get on to get on the COVID task force. So I don't know. Maybe that'll happen. Maybe it won't. I, well, I, but we have man, a lot of polls. Yeah, my first name's Casey, so I might have an in for you. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate All right. That. Well, we appreciate right, the information. Run, guys. All right. You have a good day. Appreciate right. it, Ben. Thanks a lot, man. All right. So, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. So it'll it'll have to we'll have to see how it plays out. He had me thinking about something. Uh, I started watching because uh, everybody's you know looking for some show to latch onto and watch. But uh, it came out years and years ago. It's called uh, John Adams. It's about the the founding father. Nick yes. recommended watching that. It's great. And there's a scene that I just watched the other night. So they're they're going through the pox. People are dying left and right from this. And uh, um, um, John Adams' wife, he goes away. Uh, she's afraid that uh, they might end up with the pox, so they want to get this controversial um, <clears throat> procedure done to help prevent it. And they quite literally go over to somebody who's almost dead from it. They squeeze the pus out of out yeah. of one of these one of these things, puts it on a he puts it on a plate. He goes in and just takes a knife and cuts their arm and just smushes it in there. And smears all that pus inside oh, their arm. That and is, that's how they were doing it. Basically, the first Kylie lip kit. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm glad you mentioned that, uh, Steve, because I noticed something oh, else. Oh, yeah. And it ties into that perfectly. I didn't even know it, and I hope to notice your notice. Soon, I Kathy. Feel really good about this. You will be able to go on an Ulta Beauty and Target run all at once. Oh! Is Ulta going into Target? Ulta is moving into Target. Okay. Wow. Well, so will there be separate Ulta stores? Will they keep their locations? I, that I don't know. So Ulta Beauty will open shops in shop. Uh, in 100 Target locations nationwide with intentions to scale over time. Is Target, I guess not, is it considered a department store? It's a department no. store. It, it is a department yeah. store. Okay, because yeah. that's, I mean, that's typical for a department store. You'll see, mm-hmm. um, you know, like Mac or Sephora or, um, right. I forget the other one um, that was in JCPenney. But anyway, uh, yeah, so the you'll, you'll see you'll <laughs> see those, but they'll have like an extensive um, amount of products there that you wouldn't normally see at a department store. Yeah, my Target is right next to my Ulta, and I call it my Ulta because that's where I get my wife's stuff. But so, does that mean that that Ulta will then close don't down? Or? I don't know, or maybe they'll just bust the wall down and uh, it'll go right into. Nah, it. there, there's one shop in. Well, maybe there is. All right, so it's going to start <laughs> uh, in November of next year, uh, called Ulta Beauty and at Target. The concept store will feature a curated selection of leading and emerging brands, both online and in Target stores. Oh, I hope they keep the brands that I normally buy now. Which Target, 
which would be what? This right here. This is my. Uh, oh, oh, that's uh, Dwayne Johnson lip kit. My but- <laughs> no, my butter gloss. Butter gloss. What the hell is butter gloss? It's lip gloss, but it's just called butter gloss. It goes on like butter. It's put it so on. Smooth. Put, can you put on the little soft? Sure. Put See, what color do you want me to put on? What, what, what do you? I have multiple colors. Does it taste like the, do you still have the, you still have that gold stuff thing? <laughs> no, I threw that out. I threw that out, Preston. I did. Uh, uh, Steve, I'm gonna put on something a, that really sparkles. I'm gonna put on creme brulee. Creme brulee. Ooh, I love creme brulee. Does it taste like creme brulee? I would have a hard time. Uh, I would eat that out of her. Not eating. I also have angel food cake, but I'll put. I want that one. I'll put the creme brulee. Nick will eat all your cosmetics. You know what? First, put the angel food cake on, and then a little bit of little creme brulee. Oh, one on top, one on bottom. Mm, Yeah, yeah. and then get some diabetes treatment. Uh, so well, it's good. Is it the, the same color? I, I don't understand gloss. Is there? How is would there it be a... the same color? It's two different names. I know. Okay. All right. So I just wasn't sure if it was just about. a gloss or if it's it is a, a gloss, a tint and a gloss. So oh, yeah, case okay. so there's a tint in it. The shop in shop will mirror the look of Ulta beauty stores and cover a thousand square feet of retail space located next to Target's existing beauty aisle. So Kathy, the oh, existing good. beauty aisles will stay to the point of lip what? gloss, if I may. <laughs> If you ever notice, uh, my wife and I will sit there, and sometimes uh, female news anchors and, and people in this city in particular have, it looks like their their lips are Vaseline. They're so huh. shiny. shiny. I, no, I haven't noticed that. I'll tell you why. Because they sit there, they have a little mirror where they sit, and the second they're not on camera, they go to break, they quick come out, and it's like a constant reapplying. Okay. When, because you don't... You you know you don't really know if it's like you'll, you'll feel as though it's it's gone it's off of your lips. Can but you it's get not. addicted to it, Kathy? The no, same. It's not, it's not like really, that people do with the lip balm. No, I just think that it feels like it's gone and you need more, but in okay. reality you don't. And then they come and they probably have just reapplied and they come. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, then right? they come okay. on camera and their lips are like a big shiny. Yeah. Hmm. I will tell you, it's, it's funny because Ulta does tie into uh, memories of the campout, Preston, because we were at the yeah. Plymouth Meeting Metroplex. Yep. Those bathrooms, we'd go over and use their bathroom. We'd destroy their bathrooms. I, st- I still go into their bathroom <laughs> from time to time. Weirdo. <laughs> no, what? You know, you're shopping in the Metroplex, it's well, a nice bathroom. Probably candles. the most pleasant experience of the camp out for when we used to yeah. be going to use the bathroom. Yeah. In there. Well, it's the same thing at the Metroplex. There's a big Target there and yeah. a nice big Ulta store. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I'm wondering, will Ulta stay or are they just putting a, little, a, good question. You know, a section in Target? I-, I think probably where there's no Ulta, you'll find the uh, Ulta Maybe, yeah. incorporated into Targets. Hey. But I doubt they'll give up their retail space. Yeah, I hope not. Yeah. When there are um, separate re- retail entities within a Target, like a, a, coffee, a Starbucks or, or Ulta or whatever, are there different rewards programs? Like yes. You, are there really? There, there are in some cases. So, uh, like, specifically a, to, to like, like a Starbucks or other... Uh, I know what you're talking about. It's I have Target rewards, fine. right? So yeah. would my Target rewards be applied to if I bought something at Ulta within well, Target? You, Target rewards on your card? Yeah. Sure. You can still use your card. Yeah, you can. Ah, you, you, sure? you use that at checkout, and yeah, now as opposed to the restaurants and things in there, that's a separate checkout. You oh, know what I mean? Right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure you can still use your Target card. I'm not 100 percent sure. Ulta? No, your t- no mm. Target. Yeah, but- you would because I would imagine that this will. This is just inside the Target, and that you would check you out imagine. at the Target aisle. Oh yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> so I was then, just talking about his. He was saying like, um, like Starbucks rewards as opposed to Target rewards. Yeah, and but what I'm saying be... is, is if there's a Starbucks there, you you don't check out through the Target checkout aisle. Right. So you would be using your rewards with the exclusively that <laughs> whatever that is. Yeah, exactly. Dude, ah, talk, hell. Yeah, talk. no, but you're right. At least about the Ulta, it'll definitely be the Target checkout, and you'll get your Target. 
points there. Todd Glass has a really great bit about Target and uh, and how Kmart is like Target that doesn't give a crap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because, I mean, if you think about it, they're the same exact store. And it just at a certain point, <laughs> Kmart just kind of like, ah, K- No, Kmart know, was a little, Similar. a little, um, a, a level... It wasn't under, as and higher, I don't want to be smart. No, it wasn't yes, as higher quality. To, to be smart, target, and yeah, no. there, there was a Kmart that I would go to on Roosevelt Boulevard, and I would actually end up getting like we donate to the uh, Toys for Tots and stuff like that. They had a nice little section, and they would you know, uh, uh, and uh, I don't even think it's there anymore. I think they closed down a lot of the Kmart's. The blue light special was a neat little thing. It that was Kmart did. I mean, it was you know, it I was mean, listen, clearly targeted to. Uh, to just get your attention to the crappy stuff they yeah. wanted to get rid of, but it was always that we have a blue light special yeah, right now. But you know what? Kmart cheap was, crap, cheap crap. Yeah. Kmart was its was a target in its day. Sure. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, without yeah. question. Uh, so anyhow, the partnership of Ulta and Target aims to elevate and enhance Target's product offerings for Ooh. beauty customers, allowing for growth for both retailers. How does this gloss look? Uh, the CEO, Brian Cornell, said, yes, she has fresh gloss on. It's glossy. I did it, and I used both colors. It's wonderful. Thank very sparkly. Thank yep. you. There are only four Kmart locations left in all of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. There's one near, what, uh, is it Hershey? Because I remember going to one of those stores. The towns, I don't I don't know, Case, where. When we did a, a live broadcast, and I can't remember. I, th- I think it was near Hershey. Okay, so Columbia, Kingston, Walnutport, wherever that is, and Willow Street, PA. Um, so, yeah, and none of them are near Philly. It are uh, the big lots, are they owned by Kmart, or did they buy Kmart out? Oh, I, love, I, I love Big Lots. Well, because a lot of the Kmart locations turned into Big Lots. Oh, mm. I go true. to the one down the seashore. All right, so they are, they're going to be doing that uh, about a year from now. So. I like the Tin Man. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Right, here's you next. know that Casey goes to the one down by the seashore? I noticed. <laughs> I also noticed not only are there going to be some uh, changes in new products in uh, Target, but there's a new product available today. It is the new Xbox. Oh, yeah. Well, I play PS5. Oh, is it PS5? I'm yes. sorry. I thought it was yeah. the Xbox. All yeah. right, so it's PS5. Uh, Xbox, but they're both out. You yeah. Know? So, that, I mean, yeah, the new PS5, Preston. Look Oof. at you touching on everyone's interests. Ah. Too, man. Don't but he's a gamer. Yeah, Casey make, is, too. Trying to make up for that viral <laughs> thing I screwed up with uh, the flu not being a virus. Well, then you went to, you know, makeup. And yeah. Now, now the video yeah. game yeah, Look over there, video game. So. And next, a story about fish. Uh, what is, what now, I, I defer to my colleague here. Yeah. Uh, now I I game I game almost every day I have been for a while now really? but yeah but I've, I've been playing the same game for two years or whatever I just find a game that I like and I tinker around with it but um, so I defer to you to uh, Steve on the, on the latest in gaming I'll I'll tell you this so it has a lot of the stuff that you would want it's very powerful as is the Xbox the new Xbox uh, it has uh, 8K resolution are you going to need that no. But uh, what it does have is it has a graphical um, uh, capability that's uh, much more than the the uh, the PS4. I tell you what, uh, if you have a PS4 and you're happy with it right now, you don't have to fall all over yourself to get this. The things that are included with it are again, it, it's a more robust gaming system, uh, and it's got you know a, a couple of those uh, odds and ends and features that make it really. Uh, what they're trying to do is is, uh, is create an environment that's welcoming for people who are PC gamers, you know, who who really want those amped up systems, Preston. Right. So and and they're uh, like with the Xbox, though the new Xbox. Uh, they had, there's footage. I was talking to Nick Murphy about this. Uh, there was footage yesterday of someone had just gotten theirs, plugged it in, and the, the caption said, "Oh look, it comes with a smoke machine because there was smoke oh, billowing." Oh, 
And, uh, you know, so, yeah, you, you got to watch it with these things. But um, they're both promising a lot of power, enhanced graphics, speed. Okay. Um, and there's also what they're doing is they're offering versions of both. So if you don't want to go for the big mother, you can do a modified smaller version and a cheaper All version. All right. Let me ask you this question because I was just online looking at it and they it said a dig- digital version of the PS5. What does that mean? Uh, well, well, there's no – I believe that means there's no there's no disc uh, port. So you, at all. Yeah. So you're, all your games are, are downloaded. Okay. And uh, But for a lot of gamers, the disc serves as currency. You right, know, when yeah. you, you trade them in or right. you uh, deal that way. What's the price point on this? We're I think we're about five hundred bucks. You know, four ninety nine. Four ninety nine for the disc version. Three ninety nine for the digital. I think. Version. I think. How has video game systems remained in the same ballpark of price, and phones have gone insane with their prices? It's a good question. There are a lot of people who are asking the question: How come game game systems haven't come down in price when they have you know the tech? But if you stop and think about it, and you do get that. Uh, you know, you do get the tricked out version. You now have a an 8K video player. You know, like if, like if you if you get a, a disc or or whatever whatever the resolution is, you get a whole bunch of extra things. Yeah, um, I don't just know. The market commands it. I mean, that, that I, people I, are willing I think to pay. Pe- yeah, they are. You that know? people who are really uh, addicted. Listen, I'm probably going to at some point have both, uh, and then you know, I donate my old systems. But yeah, it's cool. Uh, yeah. You know, and the system looks good. But I, I mean, you might have a really tough time getting it down on pressure with everyone locked in. Here's yeah. the deal. Everyone spending more time at home. Yep. They're saying right now it's it's pretty difficult to get either system. I hope Santa Claus is able to get uh, something for the kids this year yeah. because the kid. I, and I'm not talking about just my kids. I'm just talking about children in general. That I, I believe the kids have sacrificed so much that Christmas needs to be extra special for them this year. How about year. a nice Ulta gift card? Yeah. <sighs> Could do that. I mean, could do that. I don't know, Kath. Uh, so it's coming out. It's out today. Yeah. And, uh, Big release. Yeah, so hopefully you pre-ordered if you were really dying to get your hands on it. <laughs> yeah. By the way, if you did pre-order, will they be, start delivering them today? I think that's the deal. Okay. Though that, you know, in, in past experiences, depending on demand, that might not be the case. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, that's all I have time. To, I did notice other things, but I just don't have time to share them with you right Notice now. it isn't made of time. Mm-mm. Uh, we need to take a break, so we are going to talk to... May I help you, Dr.... Uh, uh... Oh, it's me, Dr. Rosenfeld. Uh, Dr. Does he say penis at the beginning? Yeah. Okay, so I just thought we had just Dr. Penis. Dr. Rosenpenis. I'm just here to check out Danwick's file. All right, so Dr. Rosenpenis will be on with us when we return. It's the Great American Smokeout next week. Yeah. Uh, and we're also going to talk to Marie Osmond and our friend Lauren Harris, and we're going to have a good time doing it, so make sure you stay with us if you want to have a good time. We'll be right back. Preston & Steve's Camp Out for Hunger begins Monday, November 16th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center complex. You heard correctly. The event is a little earlier than usual. This difficult year has made it even harder for area families staring food insecurity right in its face. Which makes the Camp Out business challenge more important than ever. Props to Subaru of America for leading the way, challenging other area companies to get involved. It's effective team building for your staff as they wrap together to help fill abundance in their mission to drive hunger from our communities today and end hunger for good. For those who go the extra mile, there are prizes for the top three business challenge donations, including Preston and Steve broadcasting live from your place and for your staff. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. 
Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. So next week is the Great American Smokeout. It is one week from today. Normally we have a big event where we invite listeners into the studio and um, they will go into actually our conference room. And we have our next guest who does a hypno session with him. I don't even know if that's a word. A hypno yeah, session? why not? Um, we coined it if it's not. And we'll try to cure them of their dreaded addiction that they have, that they're sick and tired of smoking. In fact, I got this, uh, Marissa got this text to say, I know that the Great American Smokeout is next week, but I wanted to say thank you so much. It's been a year since the last time I've smoked, thanks to you guys. Yeah. That's Joe in Nottingham who is checking in. He must know Robin Hood. Let's welcome the gentleman who is responsible for thousands of people, I would assume, that had to no longer smoke. Please welcome the great Dr. Rosenberg. Yay. Or Rosen Penis. Hey, doctor, <laughs> how you doing? Great. How are you? I miss you guys. We miss you we're too, not- sir. We're, we're yeah. bummed that we're not going to be able to do the, the in-person uh, great American smoke out, but uh, there's there's a way that people can do it. How how is your uh, year of isolation or not year, but the past several months of uh, keeping things you know close well, to the vest? Yeah, I've been busier than anything. Actually, I've uh, contributed to writing about 24 articles on COVID and election stress, mm. and so I've been all over the place. I've been on NBC, CNN, and ABC, etc., and. Uh, just been a very busy person. I was wondering that exact thing because you and and both I've gone to you uh, and and had great results. Uh, not for smoking, but just for for like a like a mantra to, to rest. Sort of the same program that you've done with sports teams to get you know re- uh, rejuvenation and 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 you know get more energy throughout the day. My wife has used that as well through you. So, but yeah, for for taking care of stress, for mitigating for mitigating all these things that tend to weigh on us now, you can offer help. Yeah, actually, I've gotten a lot of people to feel better, clear their minds, and and really do well in this adverse situation. So, so how is this smoke out going to take place? How are you going to institute it this year? Well, here's what we're going to do. I, I did some quick statistics yesterday and got in touch with a lot of people who did stop over the years. Now, we've been doing this together since 2014, mm-hmm. and uh, we have in-studio... 138 people who have quit smoking for the past six years. Wow, that's fantastic. So in total, uh, those people who could not make it, we offer a uh, Preston and Steve special discount so that they can come into the office and stop smoking. And that over the past six years has been 1,190 people. So we've actually saved. Over 1,200, 1,300 lives. Outstanding. I mean, we're, we're heroes, basically. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> that no, is no. true. We, we should be up for a Nobel Prize. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, that, no that is cool. That bad. So if anybody would really like to stop smoking, if you're ready to stop, all you need to do is call my office or email me or sit, uh, get respond to my website at quititnow.com. And my phone number is 215-782-8414. And what we will do is we'll do a virtual stop smoking program. And how that works is very simple. Uh, we get together by Zoom or by FaceTime or any Skype, anything you want to do, or telephone. And we will talk about your smoking situation. 
Then we will pause and get you to relax. And I will record the relaxation hypnosis program and then email it to you to really reinforce what we have done over the Zoom meeting so that it is just the same as being in person. You get the recording because everybody was in studio. I asked them to record the session. And you need to listen to the session for twice a day for a week and then once a day for three more weeks, and you're a non-smoker forever. So this is exactly so what this is exactly what you did for um, for me, as far as just giving that uh, sort of a, a meditation that I do every day. I uh, record it on the phone. The file goes with me. I have it on the phone at the ready all the time, and I just you know put, put in my earbuds and listen, and it works. So this actually is you're you're, you're actually well set up to accommodate the Great American Smoke Out with this methodology. Absolutely. Yeah, we didn't skip a beat as far as uh, COVID is concerned because we're able to do the session via uh, the audio uh, Zoom or uh, just uh, record it and email it to you. And it's there and uh, you've got it. You can reinforce it. And people have done very, very well with that setup. Actually, I've been doing this type of setup for about 35 years with people who have been out of state. And out of the country, I've had people that I've talked to from Hong Kong, Great Britain, uh, even Boston. <laughs> Boston, uh, it's, it's how exotic! Very, very well. <laughs> no, no, that's 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 cool. And and obviously, we know we've seen it firsthand. We've had people come in here who have been lifelong smokers, finish up the session, walk out, and then we'll see them later. And and uh, they they're done. They've given up smoking. So we've seen, you know, concrete evidence that this works. Yeah, actually, I'll see a gentleman later this afternoon via Zoom that had stopped with us last year, and he said stupidly, he went back to it, and he says, can I come in, please? So I'm seeing him later today via Zoom. All right. And nice. uh, he, was, he was here last year, did very well, and uh, ran into some stress, I guess. I'll find out. So but the important thing, the important thing is he wants to do it, and he's going to do it, and uh, we're going to get him to be a non-smoker for the rest of his life. Dr. Rosenberg, if people get in touch with you through quititnow.com, should they let you know that they heard about it here on the Preston and Steve show? Oh, they have to. Oh, yeah, please. That's a great, yeah, please. Otherwise, we can't give them the $100 discount. Ah, okay. So that, Say uh, Annabelle. They get $100. The, the normal price is $250 for the visit. We're doing a Preston and Steve $100 also. It's $150, okay. and it's a bargain. Okay. Because you make that up, uh, if you're a pack-a-day smoker, you make that up in less than a month of yeah. smoking. Yeah, in like a so, couple of weeks. Uh, and then and then you're alive. You're also living in order to continue to do well. That's always a benefit, the uh, being alive thing. Yeah, yeah. I put that in the plus column. Absolutely. Call. <laughs> and if they, uh, if they call, just call the main phone number, 215-782-8414, and mention that you're a Preston Steve listener. Okay. Excellent. We'll do it. Well, uh, Dr. Rosenberg, we know your track record. You know, you're, uh, you're, you're, the, you're the goods. And uh, we wish we could do this in person. But as long as people are uh, finding a way to, to help get help out, out of this thing, it's, it's wonderful. So uh, keep doing the, the great work. And, and we will talk to you soon, sir. Okay? Yeah. Actually, we'll do this next year. We're going to be yeah. live. I think that everything's going to be back to uh, It'll be back to normal. And we'll have the Thor yep. of Hypnosis back in our studios. I love it. The yeah. Thor yeah. of Hypnosis. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Thank you, Dr. Ro- Dr. Rosenberg, everybody. Thor of Hypnosis. Yep. See ya.
Thor of hypnosis. I don't know how he gave him that moniker, okay. but yeah. Uh, I do want to mention this. So my sister, uh, lifelong smoker, and it's gotten bad. Now, listen, I was a smoker right along with her. I smoked for a long, long time. I quit over uh, about 18 years ago. Uh, but she continued to smoke, and... You know, my mother, she and my mom live together. My my mom has had this series of, of these mini strokes. Nothing, you know, horrible, but over time, it, yeah. it can do some damage. And my, sure. My sister, so they share an apartment together. My sister still smokes in the apartment. My mom gave up smoking. And oh, wow. so a couple of weeks ago, we get on and we're, we're FaceTiming. And she lights up a cigarette, as always. And I go, hang on, hang on, hang on. I go, can you, don't, don't like that. I go, don't like that. Because I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to fixate on that cigarette while we're talking. And I don't want to do that. I know I've tried to get you to quit smoking and you won't do it. Uh, Fine. I can't can't say anything to you anymore. But just don't do it in front of me. Because I I don't even hear what you're saying. I'm just concentrating on you smoking and mom being in the other room. And so it got very heated between the two of us. She got very upset. And uh, so she, after, after that was over... Uh, a couple of days later, she got back to me and she said, um, I just got a prescription for Chantix. Oh. Oh. And she's like, I'm going to really give this a try. Oh. Uh, and she said that when she went to her doctor, he was so excited because he's been telling her for, for years, years, you've got to quit this. So excited that, and he can't hug her right now, so they rubbed backs. <laughs> so it's like, I, get, I, wanna, I can't give you a hug, great. but I'm going to rub backs. So she's like, he's it. never been like that before. He's never been that animated or excited. He was so thrilled about her wanting to quit smoking. So he put on Mambo number five. He did. <laughs> no, so she has gone through it, and, and it's been a couple of weeks. She used like a two-pack-a-day habit. <sighs> I mean, a chain yeah, smoker, yeah, big yeah. time. And I spoke to her yesterday, and for the day, she had had about maybe six or eight cigarettes. That's a huge reduction. Yeah. So she's still and, on it right now? Yeah, she's on it okay. right now. So, But she, um, I could already tell at one point she started laughing, and normally when she would laugh, uh-huh. all this rumbling, horrible, yeah, yeah, yeah. disgusting sound would come out of her lungs. It's already going away. It's the lower sludge, we call it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's just after about two weeks of cutting down and I'm, I'm helping her. She's like, man, my weak moment is, is when I wake up and I'm like, okay, good. Yeah. I'm glad you're telling me these weak yeah. moments. Cause you goes, you guys know my system was to drink, exploit my weakest moments, which was alcohol. So I drank heavily without smoking <laughs> for about a week and a half and it sure. helped me quit the healing power of abuse of alcohol. So she said that her toughest time of the day was when she wakes up and I'm like, okay, well, here's what you do. When you wake up, wait, look at the clock, wait one hour before you have your first cigarette of the yeah. day. And she's like, oh, okay, I can do that. Yeah. yeah. You know, I can, I can do that. And I'm, I'm like, if you give yourself these these markers, if you give the, yourself these these goals, these limits, whatever you want to call them, uh, it, it's got it, it's got a destination for you. It's something right. you can keep yeah. your eye on and, and help you stay on course. And so she's been doing that. Yeah. I'm like, okay, do that for a week or two. Then stretch it out to two hours, ah. and then and then you can do the step down program. You know, okay, so I'm going to have ten cigarettes a day, and then do that for a week, and then then eight the yeah. following week. You know, and do this cup. Mm-hmm. That's how Dan Fine did it. He did. He did well, this I modified I, behavior, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Mine was uh, uh, driving. 
Uh, I'd love to smoke and drive at the same time. And right. I just eliminated cigarettes from you my driving. Drive. <laughs> yeah, no, I just eliminated it from my driving experience altogether. <laughs> I haven't had a cigarette in a while. I don't. I don't uh, consider myself a smoker. Um, I, I chew tobacco, so I'm not. Um, You're not uh, tobacco free. I'm not tobacco free. Right. I, I wish I could say I was, but I, but I know how addictive. Do you chew in the car? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah, there's yeah. still that tobacco connection on, on some level, right? So. Well, I mean, is it as strong as the smoking? Mm, probably. I mean, it's it's a, it's a nicotine thing now, right? It's it's not a smoking thing. It's it's a right, nicotine right. Thing. This is a tobacco connection. Didn't Kermit the Frog sing that? Yes. It's a beautiful song. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Are there so many songs about tobacco and where you can get an iron lung? <laughs> 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 oh my god. Oh my god. So many <coughs> songs about tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Gross. <laughs> uh, but this is what I've been sharing with my sister. I'm like, not only are you going to save a ton of money being a two day, right. two pack a day person, not only are you going to save a lot of money, I'm like, Angie. You're going to start feeling better. Don't you want to feel better? What about your mom? Is, have you talked Shh. to her? Uh, no. Not about that, but um, so, but she's happy about it. I, yeah. I am curious, though, if she's still on the Chantix. I, I, I'm curious with anybody else that has taken Chantix, if they have had, um, had the, the same... The, the, well, you, oh, you have dreams. You have lucid, vivid dreams. Not nightmares, but super-duper lucid dreams, which I... I really enjoyed, but it was when I was coming off it. I wanted to. I, I haven't talked to anybody who have, has had those similar uh, experiences that I had. Listen, it does work. It really does. Well, that's work. good. And yeah. you dream you're Ray Liotta. Is that how it works? <laughs> no. So is is coming off of it difficult? Is that what you're saying? Coming off of it, I didn't like. Uh, also, when you're on it, when you take it, uh, I would recommend anybody that's going to take it make sure you have a full stomach before you take. Don't okay. take it on an empty stomach because if you do, it'll ruin your day. It'll right. ruin your day with uh, nausea. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, whatever you need to do uh, to get it done in the long run, it's gonna, you know, it's it's gonna work wonders for you. And, and like I was, I was telling my sister, yeah, you, you're gonna feel better, and then hopefully that will lead to getting more physically active. It doesn't mean you know you're gonna be running marathons or anything yeah. like that, but slowly but surely, you might want to get up and move around a little bit more. I've, uh, I've, you know, I was cycling this summer and in the fall and all that, and then I started running recently. And the great thing about that is, is my lungs aren't the issue right now with my running. So uh, everything is muscular. So I, I'm just saying, as a, as a, I consider myself a reformed smoker at this point, I'm I'm able to get out there and be active and and do these things that I. That I wanted to do, you yeah. know, like even like hiking. When I was hiking last year, like trying to walk up uh, Angel's Landing, uh, I was getting my ass kicked. And it's not that difficult of a hike, but for somebody who is, you know, has compromised lungs or you know is overweight or whatever, it was it was definitely difficult. Yeah, and you that that little huffing puffing, you mm-hmm. know, walking up the stairs and stuff like that. It's yep. it's legit. And uh, and yeah, my God, packs of cigarettes. How much do they cost? Now? Oh, like are they ten bucks, seven bucks? Mm, I think they're maybe in the eight. Dollar range. Come on, <laughs> no. yeah, that's money you could put towards cocaine. I mean, no. please, honestly, <laughs> really. Talk about losing weight. <laughs> um, all right, we're in a holding pattern for Marie Osmond. We're supposed to have her on a couple of minutes ago, and uh, Marissa <laughs> has got her on or her people on, and says it'll be another minute or so. She gives a long goodbyes. Apparently, that's uh, what they're saying. So, uh, all right. Anyhow, while we're waiting for her, just a reminder about uh, Camp Out for Hunger. We are less than a week away. 
Uh, we're we're only a couple of days away, mm-hmm. to be honest. So it's on Monday. That's when it begins. And if you're planning on joining us and you need some of the details about it, or if you don't know anything about it, you need to go to PrestonandSteve.com. Uh, we will be at Xfinity Live, the Wells Fargo Center Complex. So uh, make sure you get the details and stop by there because we're getting all set for it. And uh, the rules are different this time around, but I think um, everybody understands. Everybody's getting used to modified versions of things. Yeah, at, at so least it, it's not virtual. We're doing something, and uh, we, we're counting on you. But you know what? Uh, you've never let us down, so yep. we're confident. All right, she's ready to go. All right. Uh, so the Christmas edition <laughs> is a it's a Christmas movie. It's I love these Lifetime. Uh, Lifetime, I know. My wife loves them as well. Sunday at 8 is when you will uh, get to see it. And it stars our guest, who is on with us now. Please welcome Marie Osmond hey. to the show. Hey. Hi, Marie. Hello, Preston and Steve. <laughs> I am talking to you guys. Yes. Jerry, Philly. And <laughs> you guys rock. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> we appreciate that. No, I've uh, I'm I'm very delighted that we get a chance to speak, uh, Marie. I've been a fan of yours for a long, long time, and uh, have you know, like everybody else did, I had a crush on you for a long, long time as well. <laughs> but you and I actually we, we 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 share a little work experience. I'll just get this out of the way now. I used to be the national voiceover person for your Nutrisystem commercials. So when those would air and they would say, operators are standing by now, that was me. So um, we worked together. You know, it's like Kevin Bacon. You know, every yeah. Time yeah. I can say, you know, you are the Nutrisystem standby voice. That's me. There you go. There that's you go. Me. That's, that's it. So it's high time we met, finally. Um, but listen, so... Marie, have you done have you done Christmas films before? Or is this your first run into this uh, into this world of entertainment? You know, Lifetime has been an incredible company to be with. I did. A, I don't know if you saw the commercials I did for them last year, where I was like the three me. I had the devils on my shoulder. Yes, yes. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so I did a, a little part in a in a a holiday movie last year. I had so much fun, you guys. I, I went to New York when I was nineteen to study with Lee Strasberg, <laughs> and. Uh, I had to pack up everything because my mom called and said, you know, you've lost all your money. So I had to go back to work to try to, you know, save the family a bit. And I was a single mom and ended up, you know, trying to work and pull myself together. So I didn't get to do the acting thing that I've always wanted to do. I had, and, you know, this you, is, you study with, this with, is something uh, I've always wanted to. You study with Lee Strasberg? Yeah, I was actually there when Lee passed away. So, so Lee, and, Preston, but, Lee Strasberg is Hyman Roth. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, great actor. Yeah, great actor. Yeah, so, well, he he was so fun and amazing, and I loved it. But I, I had to put it on hold, and I am not complaining. I mean, I was I have been blessed to do, you know, so many incredible things since that time. But but this is, you know, it's like, hey, people go, you've been doing this for so long. Are you afraid to act at this point in your career? And I'm like. You know, I've been me a long time. It's about time I'm somebody else. So, hey, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> no, the, and I'll tell you what. I I love these movies. And, and people say, well, they're so formulaic. And I'm like, well, that's why I love them. Because, you know, it's not going to end in a brutal knife fight. It's, you know, they're, they're, right. you're going to end up feeling good. And I want the, the standard tropes in it. So explain to us, if you would give a little tease of what the Christmas edition is about. Well, my character, the lead, is Carly Hughes. She plays Jackie, and Carly's an amazing actress. And Rob Mays is Finn. That's the love story. I'm Melanie, and Melanie is a tough chick. This yeah. is a, she's, she's a, 
I, I'm the uh, the tough one, I guess, in, in the movie. But she is a uh, Carly's an upcoming journalist. My character likes to uh, buy every every uh, uh, paper that she possibly can and runs this gigantic corporation. And so um, I think for me, I see in Jackie's character that that energy and drive that I had as a woman. But Carly makes different choices than I than I did. And uh, you'll see that. But this is the kind of movie that you make a date with. And like you said, we need something positive right now. To me, it's the events that you, like, we can't go to a show with our family. We can't go out to dinner and right. do stuff with our family right now. And, but you can make a television date and uh, make popcorn and hot chocolate and sit down, and you can all watch something together. And those are the things we'll remember, not the gifts. It's it's making a date to have fun together like that. It's funny because it's it, it's inverted in my house. I'm the one that watches all these things. And my wife could care less. So mm -hmm. I, uh, but but I, I, I love them. I do. So uh, is this now? Now that you've done this first one, do you think you're going to be? Because you know, a lot of times these movies. Uh, you know, you, you, you become part of sort of a rotating troupe of actors that participate in these holiday movies. Has the door open to that now for you? Well, Lifetime has been fantastic. I just finished another bunch of commercials for them, so you'll see them on Lifetime as well. But, um, yeah, you know what? It, I'd love to start a production company and put these kind of... I'm so tired of people blowing people up and shooting people in movies and being depressed and anger and all this stuff. I like feel-good movies. I think we need a little more joy in the world, and we sure do, especially for 2020. So, yes, um, I think I think it's a timely thing to kick off a little bit of uh, holiday spirit, and it's an honor uh, to be able to do this with Lifetime. And, and you know, I listen I listened to an interview Barbara Streisand did. I, I just I'm finishing up a big album right now, but um, she she was afraid to perform for 26 years because she didn't want to disappoint anyone. Right. Look, I already know that I'm going to disappoint people with my acting. <laughs> so I'm okay with that. <laughs> Listen, you, you, you're, you're critic-proof in a movie like this, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah, most yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hey, Marie, I'm curious if, if the writers, if they've tried to sneak in at any point, you saying the line, well, uh, saying the line, well, I'm a little bit country <laughs> at some point. Uh, that would have been a little part I did last year on okay. Lifetime. Oh, okay. and they did do that, really? Okay. Part, part, my character, Melanie, doesn't have an ounce of country in her. <laughs> well... She wants to own the country. That's her character. Okay. Well, you need you need a foil like that. But I'm I'm going to guess at the end her heart is revealed, uh, and that's uh, that's cool. I have to ask you when you were doing uh, years ago, and you've had such a long career, the Donnie Marie Variety Show that was produced by Sid and Marty Croft, was it not? It sure was. I saw Marty last year. He is still going. He's crazy. They they did all the puppets and things like yeah. that. That's I was four, I was fourteen years old when I did that. Isn't that incredible? Wow. It's it's amazing. I mean, at that time, the, they were producing uh, HR Puff and stuff, and Lidsville, and all these shows that were had become sort of beloved. It. And uh, all their shows were these big spectacles. What was it like being on that set with all that stuff going on? Well, you know, it's it's an era, and um, I look back at, at being fourteen, and you know, you had three days to memorize two and a half pages of script, which was about. 350 pages of script. No, two and a half days. Jeez. And so you, it was insane. I mean, it was 18-hour days, sometimes 20. Um, you know, it was just uh, – but 
that show was dubbed into 17 languages. <laughs> and uh, they, they said more people watched uh, the, the Donnie Marie Variety Show at that time than the blockbuster movie of that era. In, in one night, more people saw that show than, than Jaws. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's, wow. That's insane. It was huge. The show was huge. I, I remember it. I, was it on, was it Friday nights it was on? Friday nights, ABC. But, you know, I, I didn't know. I, I was just <laughs> yeah. 13 trying to keep my head above water. And, uh, and it was, it, I mean, I worked with everybody. It was yeah. incredible. My life, I started at three, guys. And, uh, you know, throughout my career, I... I mean, Sammy Davis Jr. taught me to walk on a stage, and, um, you know, Bob Hope and Milton Berle and Lucille Ball taught me how to do lighting, and, and I mean, just, it was incredible. Um, it was so fun because uh, Debbie Reynolds did the show, and then later on when, um, Mar- uh, when Lucas, George Lucas, came out with Star Wars, he wanted to find a show that was broad enough worldwide so we debuted the Star Wars characters, and so I'm very proud to tell you I was the first dress-up Princess Leia. Wow. <laughs> wow. The biggest of the bigs, man. Yeah, you've, you've, you've... worked with the original C-3PO and r 2 cool. tour. I mean, it was really cool. Well, yeah. we're, we're, we're happy you're, you're still around. We're happy that you're going great guns, and honestly, yeah. I'm a sucker. For the, I'm going to watch the Christmas edition. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you need to call me and let me know if it, <laughs> if it flipped your switch. All Absolutely. Right. Sunday at 8 p.m. on Lifetime, and operators are standing by. <laughs> um, all right. And then go to my social media and tell me what you thought. And I, I will. I will. definitely will. Thank you, Marie. It's lovely okay. to talk to you. Take right. care, Marie Osmond, yeah. guys. Yeah. I love her. I had such a crush on her. Uh, and she is. Uh, she's also just gorgeous all the way around. She really is, and I think she's yeah. she's gotten better with age. Yep, you absolutely. Know? Um, but that show, man, that that variety show. You oh can't. They Preston, you remember they would have they would have roller skating. I mean, they'd come in and have roller skating dance numbers. They put a pool on the set so they could do like uh, Esther. People yeah. may not know these names, yeah. but you know, synchronized swimming and all this mm-hmm. stuff. They mm-hmm. just threw it all in there, and it was just the worst fashion ever. <laughs> oh, this is the nineteen seventies in yeah. general. And you know these big white bell bottom pants and yeah crazy patterns and stuff and yeah it was a, but that show was it was a big deal back in the day. Wait, that's <laughs> funny that you say you think that was the worst fashion ever. Oh yeah. Oh my god, I would. What do love, you think? I would love to live in that time. Oh, really? Man. Yeah. Oh, it's hor- <laughs> horrible. I need to find Kathy. I've, I, there are some uh, magazines, some catalogs, uh, fashion catalogs mm-hmm. from the '70s that are just. Uh, specifically, the guys' fashion oh, is just horrible. they're fantastic. Oh, just look at uh, just look at Mr. Brady. That's yeah. exactly all you need to know. Oh man, turtlenecks and and uh, scarves. Oh, I would have loved it. Uh, uh, polyester was just rampant, yeah. uh, and it really breathes. Oh, <laughs> in the nineteen seventies, unbelievable. Um, okay, oh, what are we doing now? We're going to talk to Lauren Harris now. Uh, she's supposed to be calling us at. It says nine thirty. Did I have that here. written down wrong, Kath? No. Uh-uh. Okay. Okay. All right. So it's yeah. It's after nine thirty. So I was just checking. While we're waiting for her to call in, I want to I want to double back to something <laughs> that I mentioned earlier this morning, and some texts came in immediately. Never knew this. We were playing uh, slide from uh, Goo Goo Dolls. Yes. Which Kathy knows is smile. She was something. <laughs> the title of the song was smile, and I back sold it. That's what we say when you're coming out of yeah. a song. You back sell the song that was so and so, and I said a feel good song for. You know, you're kind of gloomy looking Thursday yeah. morning because it's it's a nice poppy 
sing-along, right. bubbly-type song. Yeah. And I got more than one text that said, you know that's about abortion, right? Is no. it? I don't know. I never knew that. I've never stopped to analyze the lyrics of slides. So. It is. It is? What? Yeah, I saw those texts as well. And uh, sometimes texts are factual and sometimes they're not. And so I looked it up and uh, turns out that's what the subject matter is. So what? here is from the Song Facts website. It says, lead singer and guitarist Shani Resnick wrote the song, which is about a girl who has an abortion. Her boyfriend is being very supportive, declaring his love for her and asking her to just let it slide and move on with their lives. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, that's not like uh, Ben Fold's brick. Which, right, which yeah. is a... Texturally, it's... <laughs> it's, da- it's a downside. So yeah, this is kind of light and bouncy, so I'd never stopped and listened to what the lyrics were saying. No. And uh, I guess... The original title was Incest Party. Ah, yeah, but, a feel-good song. Uh, yeah, feel-good song. Uh, for your Thursday wow. morning drive. So, wow. That's, I had no idea. I'm, I'm glad you cleared that up. I, would, I had no idea. You'll never hear that song the same way? Uh, no. No, definitely not. Thanks for ruining it. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, she's ready to go. All right. Hey. For the Camp Out for Hunger yes. this year, instead of having a uh, uh, totally office calendar in the traditional calendar form, meaning that you flip through the pages... Uh, we are doing a poster because we didn't get to have a photo shoot this year uh, with the you know the guidelines and so on. We felt it would just be safer to avoid that, but we still wanted to have something to give away. And the calendar is always a very popular thing, and we always give it away at the Camp Out for Hunger. So uh, we put our heads together and decided to do, instead of a brand new calendar, we wanted to do a kind of greatest hits. And yeah. we decided to do it in a different form, and it's a poster. And it looks awesome. It yeah. really I'm came out so great. Happy. And kudos to Kathy on uh, assembling all the stuff that went in, into making this what it is. Yeah, and OSBX, uh, yes. the Outside the Box uh, crew, those guys did a great job. And so we brought back some of our favorites, and we couldn't not have our next guest on. She's been on the cover of the calendar more times than anybody, in the calendar yeah. more times than anybody. Uh, all the way from the West Coast, Lauren Harris. Yay! Is on with us. Hi, Lauren. Hi, guys. How are you? We're good. How you doing? I'm doing well. It has been a long time since we have spoke with you. Yes, I know. And and forever. Where do you reside these days? I live right outside of Seattle, like 30 minutes outside the city um, in a town called North Bend. Okay. And how long have you been there now? Uh, About... Three to four years. Okay, All right. it, it's yeah. it's it's a beautiful area. I, I, I'm familiar with the uh, with the town. You have a a lovely family that is uh, is obviously doing well. You had your 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 recent addition, which is uh, which is great, or recent ish, and uh, you're. you're- <laughs> You're also, yeah, um, you're, yeah, <laughs> and she's, she's, she's adorable and you're doing well with, um, real estate, right? You're, yes. Yeah. Explain what you're doing. Okay. So, well, I did have a baby eight months ago. Um, her name's Charlie. Oh. And, um, so she definitely keeps, uh, my hands full. Um, but I also got into real estate about five years ago when I moved to the West Coast, and um, I love it. So I'm working for Sotheby's company and just selling luxury real estate out here. The market is incredible, so I can't complain. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Some of the stuff that I see that Sotheby's handles and like out in that area is just uh, it's just gorgeous. I'm uh, my wife and I are are kind of like voyeurs when we walk around, you know, in, in the neighborhood. And you look. I wonder what that house looks like on on the inside, or uh, you know. But but here it's you're kind of 
you're, you're living the dream because you get to see a lot of these places and hopefully get new, other people in them. So what's the most expensive home you've sold? Um, the most expensive I sold was um, $5.6 million, Wow. Um, which out here, I mean, uh, it's, it's over a million for a teardown if you want to be in, um, you know, the good areas. So it's pretty crazy. Um, but, yeah, houses go for over $20 million out here. <laughs> so, Lauren, uh, you and I have something in common. We, we're both trying to get to uh, every national park that there is. I think you added a few this year, even though you had a baby, and even though there's a pandemic. Which ones did you add to your tally? Yeah, so um, we actually did a cross-country road trip um, when, I, when I was pregnant um, because I couldn't fly. And um, so we drove to um, South Dakota. So we did Mount Rushmore. Ah. Um, then we did the Badlands and uh, Wind Tunnel. So they were the three that we hit on our way um, to the East Coast. Wind Cave. Yes. Yeah. What did I say? You said Wind, wind tunnel. tunnel, but that's uh, it's a oh, cool place, too. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> there is wind. That's all you need to know. <laughs> it's way too early, and I haven't had my coffee yet. <laughs> yeah, so you're, you're three hours behind. So, But, but yeah. uh, no, that's that's cool. Life is good. And, and uh, so in, in that general area, you're working a lot. You, and, and uh, I mean, how have you been able to balance having the baby and still manage all this real estate stuff? Well, the good thing about real estate is you can do a lot of it from home. Um, So luckily, I do have an office, but um, I pretty much work from home. And ever since COVID, um, they kind of changed a lot of their rules in real estate. So um, I can pretty much do a whole deal, like 90% from my house. Wow. So, yeah, it's been... It's been pretty good. Um, you know, even though it sucks because of the pandemic, I was um, I was going to go on maternity leave anyway. And then I had her right when it hit. And it's just been crazy. Have you uh, have you done any modeling at all? <sighs> no, <laughs> no, no. Been no, a long no. time. It's been a long time. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, and is it was, just because you don't have you, you don't have time for it, or it's just up in your in your past? Uh, I feel like it's a thing in my past. Um, I don't know. I feel different now that I'm a mom. And yeah, um, before we had her, it was like um, a two year struggle. So I was on hormones for like almost a year and a half, just trying to have her. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, this yeah, is gonna just, you're gonna find this like, interesting. Uh, Preston and I are models now. So, yeah. Are you? Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> what type of modeling? Uh, usually car accident pictures. Yeah, we're the Yeah. Yeah, we're usually the after. Yeah, we model for Allstate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's way different when you become a mom, right, yeah. Lauren? Yes, it is. I feel different. I um I mean, she's amazing. I'm like I feel really blessed, but um I just don't feel as sexy right now so um yeah you really let yourself life. go <laughs> yeah. uh no but so well well we appreciate you uh giving us the the go-ahead to uh yeah. to use your photos um because you know we were we i guess technically we could have done it without permission but we weren't going to do it without no. asking uh everybody involved if they were okay with it or not so right um, right so we appreciate you saying yes to that yeah of course it was good to um 
to see all of those old photos and to have some flashbacks. That was a good time. And by the way, your 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 husband looks like he he is uh, he's quite possibly a perfect human being. I've never seen a guy who looks that good. Uh, yes. he, yeah, he is chiseled, <laughs> and uh, you, you guys are made for each other. So uh, yeah. Aww, th- there's every you. possibility that your child will grow up to be the most uh, attractive person on earth. So, yeah, oh, well, you, thank you so much. Yeah, you're, you're a beautiful family, and it's just awesome to hear you guys doing so well. Okay, thank you. All right, All right. Now, now it's time to get weird. Lauren, how many, uh, how many uh, spare bedrooms do you have in your house? <laughs> Only one. None. Okay, all right, cool, because uh, I'm coming out there in July, and uh, I need a place to crash on a Friday night. Is that cool? It's just me and my son. Okay. Sure. All right. Cool. Yeah, no, that no, sounds, just oh, that <laughs> sounded very. Yeah. yeah okay. Sure. Yeah. I need you to pick me up at the airport as well. Yeah. Lauren, you know just what? say no. It's yeah. Okay. Just throw him into Mount Rainier. <laughs> His heart's been broken before. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Uh, I got it. I got to go. Hey, I got it. She got to run out. Baby needs me. Uh, Lauren, it's great to hear from you. Thanks so much, and uh, continued in your success. Okay, thank you so uh, much, guys. Bye. I've seen a couple of months. Harris. Yes, Casey will be will. She can, you can hear she's wrangling uh, her daughter trying to keep. Uh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. There's nothing I want less on earth. Mm. All right. Uh, so the calendar available, the calendar in poster form available for all those who come down in person to the Camp Out for Hunger. And uh, it's one of the few things that you'll be making contact with while you are there because we are going to be hands off. Okay. It's a completely different story. Uh, Rodney uh, Bird, our head honcho engineer when it comes to the Camp Out for Hunger, one of the the main uh, go-to point people there, uh, has sent an email how just thankful he is of everybody who's contributing their their time, their materials, their efforts, and so forth to make this thing happen because it's more difficult than ever, believe it or not, to pull it off this year. It is. As uh, was pointed out, there seems to be a lot more on the site to to do actually a modified version of it. Casey, I know you talked to him as well last night. He's legitimately amped and excited about the potential. That's good good, because if he's happy, we're going to be happy. Monday, folks. That's when it starts. We're going to take a break. Be back in a second. The Bizarre File is coming up next. Oh, (laughs) you already heard that song. We'll be back in a minute. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Benefiting Phil Abundance. It's the week before Thanksgiving. Starting Monday, November 16th, the gang will be camping out for an entire week at Xfinity Live in the Wells Fargo Center Complex. The dates aren't the only thing different about this year. The show will still go on inside the Bimbo Bakery's USA broadcast tent. But we can't have a studio audience. We're emphasizing cash donations this year, both online at WMMR.com and at your local Acme Market at the checkout register. Non-perishable food donations can be accepted on site via our trunk-to-truck drive through drop-off. Fueled by Pepsi. Camp Out is not possible without the generosity of you and our partners. Comcast Spectacor and the Philadelphia Flyers, Whitehorse RV Center, Cinch Propane Home Delivery, TRG Mid-Atlantic, Xfinity from Comcast, and Mayfair Fence. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Casey just trimmed another mole hair for me, <laughs> Kathy. What the hell's going on over there? Are you turning into a werewolf? Hey, you got hairs growing out of you somewhere. <laughs> no, I, I don't. Big long hair on your In back. The back. If nope. you pull it, her mouth opens. No, it's gone. Is it gone? Yeah, yeah I, I had one, I had one on my back and my chin, and they grew for like maybe I don't know, maybe like a year. You know, like it would. I would be like, this is ridiculous. It's coming back, and now it they, got caught in a passing bus. No, but out. it was it was years ago. But no, I I mean, because I'll check. 
for it. I want to make sure it's not there. And they don't grow anymore. There well, was like a know. very fine, like almost white hair. Oh, and I, yeah, they don't grow anymore. I guess I will. It, I will sometimes be shaving, and I guess the light is just right, and I'll see hair is growing off of my ear, and I'm like, "Damn it!" Do people see that? Yes, we do. You do, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> no, seriously, yeah. You do. Like, no. e- yeah, a guy's ear hair or nose hair, absolutely. But you, you have, have to see it in the right me. light. Yeah, have you noticed it on me before. I no, because I don't really look at you, <laughs> <laughs> and you have no, headphones no. on all the time. Uh, no, I haven't noticed it. But before. I like when you oh, take yeah. your headphones off and, and the bush pops out. <laughs> right, Listen, Preston, I have the same thing, and it's like, why hair on the ears? I know why I mean, hair on the. And ears? you can only see it in certain light, yeah. you know. So what does it has to be the right time of day, and I'm shaving. And fortunately, I'm shaving the times. I just take my razor That's and what I do. shave it off. Why is nature determined that at a certain point our ears? need to be covered in hair. <laughs> I don't really have like thick coarse hair. My hair is very thin like even Is it really? Yeah, even on, it looks thick. Even on my um like my legs. So I don't You could see your ass. No, 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 but if you like were to feel my leg and I hadn't shaved in like a few, a few days, even like a couple weeks, it doesn't feel ridiculous. So sometimes like I'll I'll give a quick you know, feeling I'm like, oh, I'm okay. So I went for the pedicure, a pedicure the other day, and the light was hitting my legs, and I was uh, like, oh, this poor girl, I'm so sorry. Hair. Did you like that, sir? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I felt so bad. I do feel bad though. Okay. By the way, does Peach Fuzz still have hair on her ass, or did she? No, get she got rid of all of it. Yeah, rid of it. Okay. yeah. All right. Curious. All right, we should probably do the bizarre file as if this wasn't already part of that. <laughs> now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. It's brought to you by Cinch Propane Home Delivery Service. They make life so much easier. Never leave your house for propane ever again. Visit cinch.com. That's spelled cinch, or that's cinch spelled C-Y-N-C-H dot com. A massive police bus just north of Toronto, in which $150 million worth of illegally grown marijuana was seized, along with guns, crossbows, and some animals took place. Among the creatures found at one of 15 different properties searched during the raid were three kangaroos. Three kangaroos for yoga? And two zebras. What? As well. So animal control was notified and is investigating. Uh, The York Regional Police said the exotic animals were located in the... Schomburg in Schomburg, Ontario. Schomburg. Although it is not known where they were procured, uh, what they were being used for, or how many animals were there on the site in total. Is is this a Canadian Joe Exotic, uh, you think? It might be, but who's growing drugs as well, growing uh, illegal marijuana. Investigators executed uh, 15 search warrants, various indoor and outdoor cannabis grow operations throughout York Region. Uh, They uh, seized about 28,000 plants, uh, 3,900 pounds of harvested cannabis, uh, with a total street value of approximately $150 million. Wow, this is a big bust. A nail salon in Russia, known for pushing boundaries with strange nail designs, is in hot water again. Nail Sunny has over 2.2 million followers on Instagram and really made some people angry after sharing its latest design that utilizes real shrimp heads. What? (laughs) Many branded the salon as disgusting and disrespectful after it shared the video of the nail look. You don't disrespect a shrimp. I mean, no, you eat it. I mean, come on, people. (laughs) Uh, Previously, the company caused a stir after sharing a video of a client wearing inch-long talons filled with live ants. Now, I remember that one. That's pretty freaking bizarre but when that stuff starts to start to smell after a while stink man shrimp heads shrimp heads stink disgusting stinks yeah hey rock with your fingernails really stink (laughs) i got shrimp heads on them 
What do you think? What? What do you you think I can't have shrimp? It's not my fingernails. It stinks. That's right. It stinks. An Uber driver was assaulted by a passenger who was told that he would have to wear a mask if he wanted to ride in the victim's vehicle. Christopher Vacha yesterday summoned an Uber driver around 4.30 a.m. to an apartment complex when the car driver arrived. Uh, the driver, Raymond Jackson, told Vacha that he had to wear a mask or he couldn't ride. Vacha then blew into Jackson's face through the driver's window. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, what are you yeah. bitch. When Jackson exited his car, Vacha punched him in the face. Uh, Vacha was arrested and aggravated uh, battery on a person 65 or older, a felony, by the way. Bad Vacha. Uh, he was also charged with resisting for allegedly ignoring police orders to take his hands, uh, uh, to place his hands behind his back. Uh, his rap sheet I can't have shrimp heads on him. Convictions for, and they stink. And they stink. Uh, for driving under the influence. It stinks. Uh, theft. <laughs> You're better than that. Theft, <laughs> reckless driving, and uh, resisting... No, not driving. <laughs> reckless driving. <laughs> Resisting driving. <laughs> Why won't you drive? I don't want to. Uh, and resisting an officer with uh, violence. I tell you what. I, I I don't think I would have the fortitude to be a, uh, a Lyft driver, an Uber driver, no. especially at this current time. Yeah. You know, it was bad enough when they were vomiting and doing whatever else they are in your car. Mm, yep. This stuff is a whole new level of nightmare. Bill Offer, uh, outside services uh, supervisor at Boulder Point Golf Club, couldn't believe his eyes when he saw a large Amazon truck that was wedged under a golf cart tunnel. You showed me this picture. At the golf course, yeah. So sometimes you play golf courses and they have to go under main roads, and so they'll make a little tunnel. Yeah. Well, a little tunnel is made for a golf cart, so it's small. It's not very high at all. And somehow or another, this guy ended up driving a like a large moving, you know, uh, uh, a van for uh, Amazon. They're like UPS size. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So the incident occurred when the driver apparently took a wrong turn down the cart path where the van filled with deliveries became wedged in the tunnel (laughs) leading from the clubhouse to the course's third nine. I told you I could see this happening because at the golf course that the core outing was at. um, Yeah, Cricket Club. Yeah, the Cricket Club. Uh, I somehow ended up on one of those golf cart roads. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a path that people can drive on that goes right through the golf course area, and you got to be careful. Uh, so somehow he got inside the golf course, and obviously he was not familiar with it. Offer said, and uh, he said he was spent most of the afternoon. This this um, um, the outside services supervisor was trying to hide it from a wedding was going on there. <laughs> he was trying to hide it from those people. He said he let the GPS. Let him in there. Offer said he was initially mad at the driver, but he calmed down once he saw how shaken he was after getting a company vehicle stuck six feet into the tunnel. Six feet? Yeah, he must have been moving. A tow truck was called to remove the Amazon truck from the tunnel, and he wasn't injured. All right, and then one more story. I showed this to uh, Nick and Casey yesterday. In the footsteps of the unintentionally iconic Monkey Christ, which was a Spanish photo that was, uh, remember, changed, altered by a woman who thought she was fixing it. She figured she could do it. <laughs> the latest Spanish restoration effort to provoke anguished headlines is a carved figure adorning an ornate early 20th century building in the northwestern city of Palencia. Uh, what was once the smiling face of a woman next to some livestock, it was a, it was a sculpture, right. has been replaced with a crude countenance that bears a passing resemblance to Donald Trump or one of the sand people from Star Wars, <laughs> or something from uh, Chinese, you know, a cheese-induced nightmare. They said it's I mean, hilarious. It, it looks like something from uh, Poke uh, Gumby yeah, and Pokey. That's what yeah. I thought too, Steve. 
Uh, the restoration came in light after an artist placed pictures of the offending visage on Facebook on Saturday. It looks like the head of a cartoon character, they said. Uh, uh, Palencia, by the way, now has uh, an attraction to rival the Monkey Christ. So if you want to see that, you can go online. But it's it's laughable. It's hilarious. And there you go. Your bizarre file for now. Casey, do I have uh, any more of those freakies yes, to give away? Yeah. You Mark? know, this is like basically like Freaky Friday, except the uh, the people that switch bodies is a uh, a serial killer and a cheerleader. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Vince Vaughn's a serial killer, right? Yep. So we'll take uh, three callers, starting with caller number seven. So 789-215-263-WMMR. We'll set you up with this. And it is passes to see the movie Freaky. Uh, which is from the director of Happy Death Day. Uh, Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton are in it, and critics call it a good time. Uh, it is rated R in theaters on Friday, tomorrow. So uh, we'll get you. Take care of your 789. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. Lesson question, music, news, trash, those things are up next. So we'll be right back. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. Are you in love? Ready to get engaged? We'll visit Steven Singer Jewelers, the diamond experts. I hate Steven Singer.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, let me see here. Well, let can me... I say something quickly? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kudos to our uh, engineering crew who turned the studio around. After yesterday's little debacle with the, uh, you know, getting everything back oh, yeah, on yeah, yeah. and all the equipment. Yeah, they little... Bill and Joe yeah. got in here and, uh, yeah, it was a circuit was fried. What, uh, so it was the coffee? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah and it, it, it just Wait, hit the one. Af- did that affect your stuff? Yes, it affected oh my, my instant replay. So so actually they were showing me uh, that there's one little chunk you can see on the circuit board that where a drop obviously went and burned it out. But it happened to be right at the point that is a conduit for multiple things. Because I yep. saw him walking out with like a box and he kind of like gave me the like uh, found it look. Yeah. And, but I wasn't sure if it was mm. coincidence or it was the uh, the coffee or what. Well, I'm sorry. I think you deserved a, an apology to the I entire to Steve, city of Philadelphia. Anyone who's listening, whose day was thrown off yesterday, oh, to the engineers, to Joe Bonadonna. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. You see uh, that? Yeah, Marissa brought in a picture of the circuit board. And yeah, yeah, that's more than a drop. Uh, but yeah, that definitely fried it out. I knew that, that crackling sound. I'd heard that exact same thing before years ago. <laughs> Similar thing happened to WDRE and it just... That's exactly how it sounds. So, I mean, just got, to have a roadhouse guy back. That, that's only. Uh, oh my God! Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. That's we needed. It. We, we need, need him. him. Oh, There's. God. I don't think we've had a show without an appearance from him in a while. In a while, and obviously yeah. these things ebb and flow, and we, you know, some fall out of favor. We're currently in a rocky roadhouse stage. Yeah. Can and, you play the whole thing of him uh, the whole Saturday night? Oh, yeah. You're gonna be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Give me an O'Gary. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, please, yeah. if you Hang wouldn't mind, Case, fire up the uh, the Gary. That'd be great. Oh, Gary! <laughs> and then the two Stallone drops we play. Uh, All right, we oh. can do those. That's right, it stinks! You're better than that! So these are... That cur- ain't you! <laughs> mm-hmm. These are currently in the rotation, ones that yes. we, we enjoy them, and then they burn out eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. They burn out, by the way, at least a good six months after you, the listener, have assumed True. they burned out. True. Yeah, I mean, so. and we almost had a major catastrophe this morning. Luckily, Preston's oh my God. water bottle has a yeah. lid on it. <laughs> so I have, my, I have my Visco Girl water bottle here? Yeah, yeah. And I was talking to Casey, and I keep it to my left, and uh, the the left part of the mixing console was right here. It's where all the microphones are, all the what we call the pots, the sliders, the faders, whatever you want to call them. And I was talking to Casey, I had my hand out, and I swung by, and I hit it, <laughs> and you just hear it. 
land directly on the board. Nick is like, you know, a couple feet away, and it got down into some equipment. This would have this would have taken our whole system out. <laughs> and fortunately, it's got a, a lid on it. Yes. If it was yes. your other one that you were using before that one, You'd you be got dead the, man. Yeah, you got that for like I guess maybe your anniversary or My something. Birthday or something. Yeah. The other one that you were using prior to that. Uh, it's spilled all the time. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So it was, but it was so funny because Casey and I both died laughing because <laughs> we were thinking the exact same thing that uh, that that would have destroyed everything. But we got it all taken care of. All right. We're going to do today's lesson question. We are going to give away a stream code for the Metallica Helping Hands concert and auction uh, streaming live beginning Saturday at five p.m. So the question that I have for you this morning is what less inspirational Kermit the Frog song was follow-up to Rainbow Connection? Two one five two six three wmmr Which less inspirational Kermit the Frog song was a follow-up to the Rainbow Connection? Two one five two six three wmmr Call if you know the answer, and we'll do the trash while you're trying to get through. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Lorenzo and Sons Pizza. Mm. They're a legendary Philadelphia staple. It's been family owned and operated since 1970. You can visit LorenzosWestchester.com to learn more. What's going on, Steve? Well, a rumor circulating that Jennifer Lopez wants Alex Rodriguez to agree to an infidelity clause in which he owes her $250,000 if he cheats. A-Rod has reportedly crunched the numbers and will set aside enough money for 20 cheats. John Goslin telling Dr. Oz that ex-wife Kate Goslin has spent an hour, just an hour, talking to their son Colin over the past five years. Later, Kate was quick to defend herself, saying she had talked to Colin 120 times at 30 seconds apiece. <laughs> and finally, in an interview with Chris Harrison, Bachelorette Claire Crawley and fiancé Dale Moss reveal that they want to start having children immediately. Claire told Harrison she wants desperately to be a mom, while Dale said he does too. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, is that true about the Goslings? Yep. Uh, yeah, that's pretty wild. I don't know what to believe out of either one of those people. No, I know. know. Guess I, when you have all those kids, it's like, well, I can talk to someone else. I'll talk to some of them, and uh, other ones I'll just ignore. Let's see if we got an answer to this. Which uh, less inspirational? Carver the Frog song was a follow-up to the Rainbow Connection, 215-263-WMMR. I will go to Brandon for the answer. Hey, Brandon. Hey, guys. You hey. guys rock. Thank you. All right, what was the follow-up to the Rainbow Connection? What is the tobacco connection? What is is correct, yes. Hang on, Brandon. It was the tobacco connection. And we have for Brandon a stream code for the Metallica Helping Hands concert and auction. Uh, Streaming live beginning Saturday at 5 p.m. The band's first ever worldwide pay-per-view event. This special acoustic show benefits the band's foundation, All Within My Hands. And the ticket packages are on sale now, including an auction with some awesome items. 100% of money raised goes to help someone in need. And uh, tickets and information are available at Metallica.com slash AWMH. One grand prize winner this week gets upgraded to VIP, including a presence on a virtual fam wall for one song. An event t-shirt by artist Wolf Skull Jack and download of the show and more. Let's get into music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! 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 Hey! 
All right, I got a few stories for you. We'll start with this. You can get ready for new music from The Pretty Reckless. Their new album, Death by Rock and Roll, will be released on February 12th. And the single, 25, will be available this Friday. Uh, the announcement was made on Instagram yesterday, along with the cover art and track listing. Uh, the post reveals that Rage Against the Machine's Tom Morello is featured on the track called And So It, w- it Went, while Soundgarden's Matt Cameron and Kim Thale can be heard on Only Love Can Save Me Now. Uh, the band wrote this record has been years in the making, and we can't wait for you to hear it. So they continue to earn cred, uh, the Pretty Reckless does. They were kind of, some people were naysayers because Taylor Momsen was a child uh, TV star and, and movie star. So or, were we. You know, in movies. And then the music is proven. It's good, straight-ahead rock and roll. But now with people like Tom Morello and the members of Soundgarden stepping in, that adds some cred. Yes, absolutely. Which is great. Yeah. Uh, and, and and the time has never been better for um, female rockers. Yeah, and the, the band has been... We, we've had a nice synergy at MMR yeah. with them, you know, playing the MMR BBQ, and, and uh, it's been cool, so I'm, I'm happy for them. It's all about the rock. Uh, we'll stay with uh, the ladies in rock and go with Evanescence, Amy Lee. She will be among this year's recipients at the She Rocks Awards, taking place on Friday, January 22nd at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, this year's virtual event is open to the public. And VIP tickets uh, can be purchased at SheRocksAwards.com. At a virtual event, what constitutes a VIP ticket? You can uh, sit closer yeah, to right. your computer. Well, good question. Well, like, well, with the Metallica thing I had mentioned, the VIP includes uh, they, they put your name up on the virtual fan wall for one of the songs while it's playing. All right. Uh, you get this T-shirt, a download of the show, and stuff like that. So the VIP is just some added tchotchkes or maybe some... Mentions of you, your name being a part of it. And so. Evanescence Melon Baller? Maybe. Yeah. In addition to Lee, this year's honorees include the Go-Go's. Uh, oh. Cherie Curry of uh, The Runaways. Uh, comedian Margaret Cho and Cindy Blackman Santana, drummer with Santana and Lenny Kravitz. Have you seen the Go-Go's documentary yet? The one I have. I'm, it's great, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's really, really good. Uh, Hailstorm's Lizzie Hale will host the She Rocks Awards, by the way. No one is more eager to get back out on the boards than Metallica drummer Lars Ulrich, but he believes that live music won't return until about a year from now. <clears throat> While appearing on CNBC's Evolve Summit, uh, Ulrich said, what we know now compared to three months ago, six months ago, is a way that it is unfortunately going to continue to be long. I would say third quarter, fall, next year, at the earliest, is what we're betting on right now. I went on to say, as we unfortunately have come to grips with, the last thing that will happen are big concerts. You know, 20,000 people, 50,000 people. Uh, The good news on the live concert front, when Metallica and other bands like Metallica play big arena or stadium concerts again, then you can pretty much count on the fact that COVID, as we know it, is now over. Uh, He was asked about repeating last summer's um, Encore Drive-In Nights event, which featured fans at socially distanced parking lots across the country watching a pre-recorded gig perform in isolation in uh, Sonoma, California. Uh, he said it was a, it was a success, uh, but at the same time, I don't know what kind of legs that type of experience has because I think it's more of a one-off event. I don't think it's something that you could do often. The burnout factor is too big on that. I uh, see. So can't stress enough how much. Musicians all over the world are chomping at the bit to perform live again. He said everybody in the community is just beyond ready to get out there. 
but not at the expense of risking the health and safety of fans and crew members. Uh, I don't mean to derail the music news, but what is the derivation of chomping at the bit? Have we ever explored that? Believe it or not, it's actually supposed to be pronounced champing. Champing. Yeah, Yeah, at the bit. It's what a horse does when it chews on a bit. Yeah, so it has nothing to do with actually biting. Uh, People then confuse champing with With chomping chomping. and then chomping with biting. So if you say biting, that's incorrect. So the real thing you say would be bite me. Yes, right. bite me. So then, what the is bit. what is champing then? It's like when uh, the bit ends up in the back of the horse's mouth, and they're kind of um, they're chomping ch- on it. Well, yeah, well, they're <laughs> kind of chewing on it, but the, what they're actually doing is, is the word is champing. And so, so then, why would that translate into really anticipating something? Yeah, I'll find out. Um, All right, thank you. Does it mean that they are they're they're hungry and they're already starting to move their mouth as if they're going to eat? I think che- it's anxious, chewing anxiously. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there you go. All right. Oh. Add a bit. And then one last thing, Joe Walsh has rolled out the initial lineup for his fourth annual Vets Aid Festival set to stream online December 12th. And joining the legendary Eagles guitarist online for the event will be Eddie Vedder, John Bon Jovi, Daryl Hall, James Hetfield, Alice Cooper, Vince Gill, Willie Nelson, Blake Shelton, Stephen Van Zant, Brandon Flowers, Gwen Stefani, uh, Jason Isbell, Ben Harper, and many more. No Ringo? I was singing the same thing. Uh... You know what? Maybe he's left out of this list, but they are, they're technically, they're brothers, brothers in law. Yeah. Uh, Walsh said in the event's press release for the past three years, we've held this glorious traveling circus in cities across the country with a day long rock and roll festival and jobs fair to support our veterans and their families. Typically, typically we fill up an arena, play for five hours, and raise a bunch of money, nearly $1.5 million to date, to help our veterans and get the care and support that they deserve. But because of COVID this year, we're going virtual, as so many things are. He went on to say our veterans community already suffers from increased poverty rates, mental health issues, reentry difficulties, and personal personal uh, crises in the best of times. And during this pandemic, they are especially vulnerable. I'm proud of this nationwide tradition that we built, and I can't think of a better way to remember and honor the men and women who have served our country this holiday season than by helping us raise funds to support their essential and basic Need so that's a good lineup on that. It's a great cause, and that is what I have in music news. All right, we have one final break to take. We'll do it. We'll come back in a second. Letter of the day for the word of the week. We will be right back. Acme Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, November 16th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. More this year than most. We really need your help to make Camp Out a success. You can make a difference right now. Visit your local Acme during October and November and make a donation at the register when you check out. Acme will ensure your generous gift goes right to fill abundance to purchase food that's a lifeline for area families in need. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Camp Out for Hunger from Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. I'm ready to wrap up our program. Enjoyable show today. It was. Lots of good guests. Plenty of good things to talk about. So I want to thank those guests. First of all, Dr. Rosenberg. Yeah. Dr. Rosenpenis himself gave us a good man. Uh, Yeah, the Great American Smokeout is next Thursday, and he is offering up a special for uh, virtual appointments. If you are interested in kicking the habit for good, we've helped thousands of people. He has. We've helped facilitate him to, you know, reach more people. But he does the work, 
And um, if you're sick and tired of it, you want to get it over with, you can check out his website called quititnow.com. And if you do get in touch, make sure you tell him that you're a President Steve listener because there's a special. It's $100 off for it's his good. services. So it was nice to have Dr. Rosenberg on today. Uh, I love to have Marie Osmond on, too. Yeah. Marie is in a lifetime television movie called The Christmas Edition. And uh, it premieres on Sunday at 8 p.m. She gets. She was saying her character's kind of... Yes, but by, I guarantee a, you, okay. by the end of it, Preston, she will be... So she's this arch woman who is a, a newspaper editor. And by the end of it, she'll find out that she has a heart of gold. She'll soften. <laughs> uh, and then Lauren Harris. President Steve totally off his calendar poster this year. Lauren is in it, along with some other, several of our favorites, like um, Angela Perfetto and uh, Brittany Taylor, who we spoke to recently, and uh, who else did I see on there? Kirsten, and uh, mm. yeah, Ma- uh, Morgan. Allison and- from this year. Allison, yep. There's Kendra. A, yeah, there's, yeah, Kendra, one of our longtime Elena. favorites. So we will have those calendars to give away at the Camp Out for Hunger, and all you have to do is come by and donate. That's it. And that's the only way you can get it, by the way. So it's a new poster format, and it's kind of a greatest hits thing, which is really cool. Brent Porsche is here. Hey. How you doing, man? Oh, God, I don't have your mic on. Sorry about that. A lot of sweet petunias. Yes. <laughs> thank you for carrying on the sweet petunia uh, tradition that Pierre would normally bring to us. Uh, shall we get the letter? Yeah, let's right. go. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the President and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. The letter R is in ready for Friday. And we have a 20-pack of digital movies and TV show seasons, including 300, Beetlejuice, The Goonies, Full Metal Jacket, Batwoman Season 1, The Flash Season 6. For a complete list, you can click on Contest at WMMR.com. I just noticed your T-shirt. Cool, huh? That is great. I thought it said Satan at first. I kind of looks that way, doesn't it? Yeah, but it says Sinatra, <laughs> but it's spelled Sin, Sinatra, and it's a skull with fangs. Like death metal. Uh, but it's got blue eyes, and it's got the fedora hat like Frank Sinatra. I like that, man. Pierre That's would like cool. that. He thank would, you, thank you. Pierre would love that. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Uh, what's up on your program? Stacked and packed today. We got the Workforce Blocks. We're coming up on the 50th anniversary of the final performance with The Doors and Jim Morrison. So we're going to do a block of The Doors. Also going to do a block of Queen. Got a listener request email for that. And today's the 275th anniversary of the first happy hour. So we're going to do some drinking songs on this Thirsty Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Do you know the origin of that? Um, so apparently it's been around for a couple centuries now, but, uh, uh, William Shakespeare used the words happy and hour in uh, King Henry V. Okay. And it kind of went from there, but also uh, the United States Navy did a thing called Happy Hour, where I guess the smokers got together and they would do their thing, and then Happy Hour evolved into, there was like wrestling matches and boxing matches on some of the uh, aircraft carriers and stuff like that over time. So wow. the, the U.S. origin, they're saying the U.S. Navy, but overall they're saying maybe Shakespeare. Okay. Right. Well, yeah. they're often confused. Yeah. yeah. I <laughs> love it. All right. Thanks, Brent. And thank you to our sponsors, Preston Steve Show. Brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the President's Steve Show. Also, Fred Beans, making a Black Friday event even better. And during their Black Friday early access event online, you can check it out at fredbeans.com because they're making it better. Tomorrow on our program, uh, actor and comedian Robert Wool will be joining us. Yeah. Uh, we're also going to talk to our good friend Adam McKay. 
in preparation for the camp out for hunger. Good yeah. luck, Charm. I think so. Mm-hmm. He uh, he wanted to be on during camp out itself, but he actually starts shooting next week a new movie. So uh, he's Ooh. getting on with us in advance of that to give us a little bit of a hint. And uh, he wanted to participate in camp out, which is really cool. So he's calling us tomorrow instead of next week. And it's Friday, so no sad, bro. Yeah. We'll have that tomorrow too. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye. and Steve love you hate you live where the f*** are you going have a good day strapper next message hey Billy this is intern Ben I want to thank everybody that made the Pac-Man fever this year possible I am excited to report that we raised $11,434 for the Children's Hospital in Philadelphia. Thank you so much. I want to give a major shout-out to Sunny, Situation, Nick Murphy, and the rest of the game to help make this possible. Love ya! As you can imagine. Next message. Chicken pop, chicken pop, chicken pop, bye! You know how hard it is to get that high when you have a deep voice, man? I practiced that for like 20 minutes in the car. I kept cracking it. Got it, though. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.